everyone. Welcome. Uh, well, we're not doing Hogcast yet because we're doing a little bit of... Alan and me, I think we talked about it on a prior episode. We're cinephiles. We love the cinema. We love getting our popcorn and watching trailers and then having I'm getting, the big picture. I'm getting there early so I can catch all of Maria Menounos' newbie segment. And when the trivia comes up on screen, you go, I know it, I know it, I know it. I know and it, I know say, it. I'm playing the game where you like shoot it with the things with your phone. You shoot like UFOs on the screen. You downloaded that. You're like the one person who did download it to play along because Maria asked you to. <laughs> I'll do anything Maria Menounos asks me to. You will go see any picture she tells you to. She, you, you laugh at all her jokes. And I, I am in listening. Love with Maria Menounos. I am listening to her podcast Heel Squad on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Is that what it's called? What, it's what called he, it? it's called Heel Squad. I don't know what that means. Who's Maria Menounos married to? Is he gonna die soon? <laughs> I can't say. Kevin Undergaro. <laughs> <laughs> He's about to be Kevin Undergroundo. <laughs> I'm gonna get his ass. And- Take this guy out. <laughs> the guy in her bio will be dying tonight. This this uh, MF's gonna get cask of Amontillado'd. Dude, he uh I don't know. She, he might be uh Undergaro might be in Manunas' pocket because she I think he just runs her media empire. Mm. Oh, uh, you know what? This might not work though, because I forgot that she is Greek Orthodox. Oh no. And I don't know how what the Greek Orthodox They're Catholic not cut, are they? Out, You're good right now. You can make it work. Just talk to your priest about it. Um, I did look at his Wikipedia, and he did used to work as a carny. <laughs> okay, you know what? Maybe I was too harsh to judge. Yeah, he he was a graduate of St. Anselm College. He worked as a carnival worker on the East Coast in summer to four trips to Los Angeles, where he worked as a TV writer in the winter and became head writer of MTV Singled Out. So shouts out to Kevin uh, Undergaro. Sorry, you're going to be underground-o soon <laughs> once you steal Bruno's. <laughs> He was a fan of the Adam West series Batman and converted the family El Camino to his own personal Batmobile. Uh, he made in-costume appearances as Batman and scaled a 50-foot roof in college as a stunt. Is 50-foot roof supposed to be impressive? I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't seem like that tall to be. It's like, it's like what, three or four stories? Like, I guess well, like four or five stories. But that's... Well, I guess, what, I guess what's trying to happen here is that Alan is going to try to win Maria's heart by doing such a good... Uh, Hogcast summer Nobody movie Nobody loves movies more than me. And she'll a- accept you. <laughs> Girls famously, if you Love. show too much interest in their interests and try to emulate, and they, they like that when you're like, I actually love that movie, and I watched every movie in that series just so we can talk about it. They like that. If there's anything women love, it's like when you pick up their habits like fucking Walt from Breaking Bad. <laughs> it's great. I'm going to start it's cutting normal. off the, the crust off my bread because I met Crazy 8 that one time. <laughs> and killed him with, yeah, the, bike, with the bike lock. But still, it's true. it bodes well, is what I'm saying. Um, but folks, let's talk another, another wonderful woman, besides Wonder Woman, who's out there uh, talking about movies is, of course, Nicole Kidman, thanking us for being heroes and going to the movie theater. It's true, it's true. And we're all going to be... We're all going to be thankful and we're all going to be so happy and smiling, eating our popcorn and drinking our soda pop, you know, hopefully Ooh. Coke products, not that Pepsi shit. Do they have, a, free, do they have a freestyle machine at your at your movie theater of choice? No. Oh, I, that, that is so good because I can always get a cherry Coke. I think a cherry Coke might be the ultimate theater beverage. You think it matches that salt, salty butter popcorn? Do you think oh, that they just... Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, they, it's like a lovely kiss between the two. Oh, what a flavor sensation that 
now, with no Re- hesitation. Right, now, Russ, we've talked about our our preferred pizza loadouts over the years. What's your preferred like? If you had to pick one soda, one I mean popcorn, and then and then a candy, what's your loadout gonna be? I guess you could replace popcorn with something else if you're like one of the freaks that orders like a, a artisanal hot dog at the theater. I've never, I have had the hot movie theater hot dog before, and it came in a Nathan's wrapper, and it, and I think it was a Nathan's hot dog, but I couldn't tell you it wasn't very good. Um, <laughs> can I? <laughs> one time I went to one of those movie theaters that are like the little higher end McMinimins in a the Oregon area. They have a movie theater in Portland or two. And the, I had a Scooby, what are they called? Scooby snacks? Excuse me? They were corn dogs. Little mini corn dogs with mustard. And I was like, that's what Scooby's eating? I don't know why they were called that. But I mean, they're about dogs, that? I guess. It. Yeah. So I mean, I, he's I a like damn dog. Scooby. He eats shit. Like, he'll, he'll so, eat anything. No offense to popcorn, but fuck them. I want the sco- I want little mini corn dogs with mustard. You don't uh, like popcorn? I don't like popcorn. I'm not a popcorn head. I'll be Does honest. Does it get stuck in your teeth? Is that your problem? Uh, no. And really, I'm not opposed to, and I do like. But in the grand scheme of things, one time I ate too much popcorn after a movie, and it gave me horrible like stomach problems for the whole night afterwards. Really? Ever I, since I, then, I feel like I've never I've... got sick from popcorn because it just like goes in and then is just like. It, it it goes in and then gets compacted like the trash compactor from Star Wars, <laughs> and until and because it's it's just like empty volume. It's like styrofoam, man. Like it's like well, it gets whatever wet damn shrinks. worm or creature lives in my stomach <laughs> did not care for it and thrashed out and about because it was nasty. It was not a good night, not a good. Okay, night, but folks. what about what about candies? What's your theater candy to go to? <laughs> go to? You don't want to. You don't want to hear me say mine. Cause it'll fuck you up. It'll ruin your day. You, you're gonna not want to be on are this you, podcast. Are you a fucking snow caps, motherfucker? No, 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 not snow caps. I was okay. gonna say good and plenty. And that, uh, okay, Russ, that is not that crazy. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many people I've told I love good and plenty, and it's my favorite movie theater treat. And they look. They you might as well have told them that uh, I uh, I ate rat turds. I licked the. Well, I have a tradition of going and licking the movie theater floor. <laughs> before the picture like now i will that's say how grossed out they are by good and plenty i, I mean i i'm not a, i'm not i mean oh, here's the thing i think it's it's hypocritical that people like uh they they don't like licorice and good and plenty stuff but they will eat like garbage like twix i think wow. or not, not sorry not twix not twix twizzlers is what i meant to say Oh yeah, I I can't stand twizzlers i think twizzlers i think those are, nasty. are those are the worst things of all time and i have always been repulsed by twizzlers and I would much rather have licorice because at least it's an interesting flavor and it doesn't just feel like I'm eating plastic. I think, right, you, right, I think right. Twizzlers appeals to people who have like pika. Like it's like you need to be chew- you need to be you need to be chewing on like fucking like uh, like a you want to like chew on like a, a, can, a soda can ring. You're, like a you're damn one of those people sea turtle. who sees the Tide Pods or not Tide Pods. What is it? The 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 the, no, the Tide Pods. dishwasher pods. Yeah. And like that looks chewy and delicious. That's what it, that's what Twix is there for. Or no, well not Twizzlers. Twix. Twizzlers. Twix. Now, Twix. I'm not a Twix fan. I I think Twix is okay. It's okay. I I feel like a, there's there's some like Twix variants out there out there, right? Like there's uh the candy bar I think or the sorry, the ice cream bar is better. I think. Really? And I um... you know you know, I've liked Twix bites, like the little little bite-sized ones. Those are okay, mm-hmm. the little pop in your mouth kind of thing. But there's just so many different, better candy bars if you're going to go that right. way. But I don't really think of that as movie candy. I think movie candy is like 
something I either get at the movie theater or at the blockbuster checkout in like right. 1999. And, <laughs> and I will say one of my things, one of my go-to blockbuster uh, candies that I would get when I was like seven or eight is the nerds rope. As soon as that nerds rope came Ooh, out, I, I was getting like that the shit. Nerds rope. I was getting that shit all the time. And now they got nerds clusters. I feel like the nerds if I could... clusters is like my favorite candy they've made. It is a food tech innovation. I don't get a lot of candy. Um, oh, yeah. I probably get about a box once a month. And but when I do the nerds clusters, they're uh, that's like a go to now. Yeah, those are those are fucking great. Um, those I, I wish I could send those back in time to myself when I was renting like Pandora tomorrow, Splinter Cell three uh, at Blockbuster and eating some nerds ropes. Right, that would be right, so much right. good. Yeah. God damn. Well, okay. So we we previewed what treats we'll be having at the movie theater. Alan, what? Let, let's do this. Let's go through like what two or three of your top picks. We'll go through our two or three of our top picks when it comes to pictures this summer. Like, what are the your top three go tos? Number one, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Right. Okay. Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, is this about Optimus Prime getting damn morning wood or something, <laughs> my friend? Folks, he's got a damn boater. What the Beast fuck is it? Because the, the beast is risen, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> what? I just thought that was a... He woke up and he got the beast is risen. I thought that would be funny. <laughs> uh, I've never Optimus, heard Optimus, going, Optimus, what the fuck are you talking about? Optimus How dare Prime. you disrespect? First of all, Optimus Prime would not, have, would not call his penis the beast because he's a big robot car man. So, <laughs> so uh, think about that. Uh, the other thing is Pete Davidson is in this movie. Wait, really? Who is Pete Davidson? Uh, he's got the big dick energies. His beast might be rising. Do you think he's? <laughs> do you think he's like the gorilla guy? Like he's got the gorilla dick. I mean, gorilla dicks yeah, maybe. are actually very small compared to human penises. Right. Humans actually That's have true. the largest penis to body ratio of any ape. Uh, maybe, the, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, that's what the conflict of the movie is, is Optimus Prime is mad at Optimus Primal or vice versa, because Optimus Primal has a little beast and Optimus Prime has a big dick. Um, okay. He is playing Mirage. Uh, director Steve Cappell Jr. said his character is kind of like the mask in Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Hell yeah. I, you mean, I mean, I saw, I saw Mirage in the trailer. And he's, like, driving around with, like, holographic versions of his own car and stuff and making it look like, you know, there's multiple versions of him. He's, like, the one guy from fucking Apex Legends. Right. Uh, but in a car form. Um, will somebody stop him? Probably. He will die in this movie. Because something else I should mention is that they turned the clock back to 1994. This is, a, like, a prequel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so if since he didn't exist in any of the other ones, they're gonna have to figure out a way to it's like he either falls out with Optimus Prime or gets murdered. I'm assuming, right? Or leaves the planet. I don't. These feel like they're in their own continuity. The new Are uh, they? the Bumble the Bumblebee movie was in its own continuity. I mean, it would be Transformers is the one thing where you could just they they do so much like bullshit multiverse stuff that mm-hmm. it would just be like. And also, nobody cares. I feel like Transformers is like. It's one of the legacy superhero series because it's been going on since like 2006 or whatever the fuck. Right. Um, and the, they don't care about multiverse continuity. They can just, like, we're just going to do whatever the fuck we want, I guess. Yeah. Um, after the Bayformers ended. Um, so there's that. Um, Russ, what's, what's your, what's your, what's your top movie pick? Uh, my top movie pick is, uh, Street Sharks 
street overlord where the street sharks are back baby and this is going to be the hottest toy movie of the summer the street sharks are you know one of them's a hollywood big wig the other one works for an advertising company the third street shark is uh like is a stay-at-home dad and the fourth street shark um is like a secret cop and they're actually called back into service after 30 years of being out of service, you know, not being in the streets. <laughs> and they have to go on a street shark adventure. Uh, there's weed jokes in it. One of them's like, uh, this, this, uh, this joint's got a lot of bite. And there's laughs and there's comedy and the street sharks are back in a big way. So shouts out to the street sharks. I'm so excited. And now- there is going to be a girl street shark. Okay, hold on, they- Russ. <laughs> That sounds a little bit too out there. There's a girl street shark. There is a girl street shark. Her name is uh, Champetta, and uh, okay, she's, and she's like the most. She's the craziest one of all. You won't even believe it. So now, street shark, street overlord is going to be the biggest picture of the year. Is street overlord not the uh, gas station aphrodisiac you can get? Uh, the Jeff Grossman no, talked about. He's the new about? bad guy. He's the new bad guy. He's the street overlord. <laughs> Street Overlord, huh? Okay. I thought that <laughs> was about the, I thought that was the street uh okay, no, that's called Street Overlord. That's what I was thinking of. Right. Uh which uh that's what I'm doing. I bought a copy of of Street Fighter 6 and they just gave me <laughs> I thought it was like a game case that came in the mail, but it is this off-brand Siagra slash Vialis that, that, oh that came in the mail. <laughs> and now I look like damn smiling Bob. Right, right, but, right. By the way, my next movie, Smiling Bob. <laughs> Remember Smiling Bob from the uh, from the old uh, boner pill commercials? Was it Smiling Bob? No. Oh yeah, of course we remember Smiling Bob. The Enzite commercials. They're finally making a movie based off of him. Well, yeah, it's kind of in the same vein as um as the Air Jordan movie. Uh, it's about the uh, it's about the it's you know about the creation of this, the creation of the boner pill. That them finding this man to smile at the camera, but he's smiling so right. much because he's got a boner all the time. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, and that's the famous thing we all do is when we are just sitting at a table drinking a cup of coffee or like working at our desk, we are just smiling because we have boners. That's mm-hmm. that's the normal it's thing true. to do. Um, yeah, no, of course. So, smiling yeah. Bob, that's your big pick. That's your that's your number that's two. That's my new that's my new thing. Um, all, I did just now find an article on GQ that said the rise and fall of the Cincinnati Boner King. Um, and he is the original, he is the original smiling Bob man. Um, oh, hold on. Let me read through this and make sure he didn't get like in dark happen. Is he, are we going to get another, uh, are we going to get another catching a monster? Jared Fogel (laughs) with, uh, with the smiling Bob. They apparently there was something, uh, he was, he was charged with 112 counts of mail fraud, bank fraud, credit card fraud, money laundering and obstructed obstruction of justice. What the um, hell? He opted not to testify in his own defense. He sat impassively, his blithely handsome face betraying neither remorse nor anger nor fear as they painted him as a con artist who preyed on people's... He was just sitting there smiling like Bob <laughs> the entire goddamn trial. Damn, um, dude. The thing is, when he goes to jail at the end and he's sitting on the bus, everybody's doing the smiling... They're chanting, smiling Bob! <laughs> smiling Bob! <laughs> He runs the prison now. He runs the prison now, and his and wife gets, special... his wife gets to sneak in and give him give him enzyme pills every now and then. <laughs> he smokes them. He smokes an enzyme pill. That's cool. <laughs> oh, sick! 
That's tight. Uh, that is sick. Okay. Uh, I also have one of these product movies. We love product movies. We love to learn how where products come from, where they're up to. Product origin stories. We like it. Product origin stories. I'm like, you know, I like to buy things and be like, who the fuck made this? <laughs> Who do I know? Um, and I'm going to do, uh, have you heard of Go yet? The, the ancient board game? No, no. It's GGO. Like Go. Ego. It's the story of Ego Waffles. Oh. And it's a beautiful story about a Luxembourgian youth who, um, you know, he can't afford the same amount. He can't afford to make waffles with the same depths as his Belgian mm-hmm. counterparts. Mm-hmm. And so he designs, uh, you know, an affordable toaster friendly, uh, waffle and they like go after his ass. They try to take him out and, you know, and a lot, everybody's saying, you know, your product, the holes aren't deep enough. You can't, you can't soak this in syrup enough. And he, he has to learn the truth of, uh, what, what good, uh, pastry products are. So shouts out to go. Mm-hmm. The Belgian you know, mafia comes after him. <laughs> Belgian mafia. Those Belgians, uh, you know, they're, they're Alan, famous. Do you in... have any more, Alan, do you have any more picks? Yeah. Well, so, you know, we talked a little bit earlier about the street sharks movie. We've talked about the products movies. Um, there's another game movie coming out. <laughs> the games are back. Games are back in a big way. Tacking the power of juju, baby. <laughs> it's tacking the power of juju. <laughs> enter the juju verse. We're going to enter the damn juju verse. Um, and more, you know, mystical magic of the jungles of, uh, where, wherever the juju people live. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm so excited, Alan. You know, they're going to cast spells. They're going to go freaky with it. Uh, now, the one thing is that the casting, they have not actually casted Tack from Tack and the Power of Juju because it is unclear what race he is. So they don't <laughs> want to accidentally do the wrong the wrong thing. They are pouring over the original game with a fine tooth comb to figure out what <laughs> he's supposed to be. Right. Um, and so that they can figure something out to, to cast him as. Do but you we've have got any the rest casting choices. Do you have any casting choices that you're thinking of, Alan? The thing is, I can only think of just to cast him as other fictional characters, or who, maybe who, which which actor is the most racially ambiguous? <laughs> well, that would be Fred Armisen. <laughs> Fred Armisen, uh, but we don't. Do we? I guess he could be in it though. He could voice Tack in the Power of Juju. We could do a CGI Tack. We could yeah, do an Andy so- Circus body capture Tack. Wait, are idea. you saying it's like how uh, Seth Green was the the body capture for the Mars Needs Mom character, but they changed it to a child's voice? Yeah, at yeah, the yeah. Last minute. Yeah, I mean, or or the times that Andy Serkis has has uh, done the body capture, but not the voice. Okay, I think you could capture. You could do two different people. You could do two. Di- you could do a person of different race doing the body capture, and then a person of different race doing the voice. <laughs> That would that would protect that would protect and also by the way I am the executive producer on this movie I am I bought the Tack and the Power of Juju uh, franchise a while back right and we're trying to get this off the ground on they and did put look it you in the eye and said are you sure <laughs> are you sure did you mean to buy the Juju bees the candy that gets stuck in your teeth no would you want to do the product movie about the Juju bees no 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 I'm here to talk about Juju powers hanging out with orangutans rhinos monkeys emus okay hold on wait a second. Emus and sheep. I think he must, he must, if there's an emu there, he must be either in, in Australia, maybe New Zealand, or Papua New Guinea. Okay, hold on. Maybe he's on damn Donkey Kong country. Am I, for, am I right, folks? Ooh. Yeah, that's true. And he is part of the, but the thing is, he, they, the only thing they say is he's part of the Poopa Nunu people, and I'm pretty sure they made that up. <laughs> I don't think that's a real thing that they the did. The Poopa Nunu people. 
That, that's like that, they had to send that to some specific people. You know what I mean? Like they had to find track. Like who, yeah, they did. What, basically, what they culture did all. Do you the, think would produce a poo poo new new people? <laughs> well, it's something Polynesian, I'm supposing. But Polynesian I, or or but like it kind of sounds like Papua New Guinea. That's what I'm thinking. I think maybe he's supposed to be, but there's no orangutans there. Orangutans <laughs> are up in Indonesia, which is it's in the same kind of part of the Alan, world. Alan, you're the executive producer. How much have you spent trying to figure this out? I have a map where I've put in different pins of all the single <laughs> things. And maybe at this point, I'm just going to have to do like an avatar way of water and just like combine all of these into one thing and just say that this takes place on like an alien planet or something That's like that. That's true. That's a maybe. mystical world. Or, or, you know, we don't know what time attacking the power of Juju takes place. So it's potentially... Oh, also, the bad guy in this was Tlaloc, which is an Aztec god. So not even the right hemisphere. Uh, right. So I don't know what's going on in here. But maybe, maybe uh, this took place, uh, fucking Adam Driver 65. Maybe this is in the <laughs> past, and he's on Pangea. There maybe. was humans back then in Pangea time, and they be. were attacking the power of Juju. See, is your defense going to be like, well, this was a time before race? Yeah, all people, all <laughs> people we, were one. What we as what we as our modern civilization think of race, it didn't exist back then. Don't so I can do it. it. So I can literally do any 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 actor then, because this is like the <laughs> ancestor of that guy back when there's only five humans and everything right, was exactly. and, every, and everything else was like you know cyber tooth cats, saber tooth cats. Has anyone made that defense yet? Has anyone made? I mean, that if defense somebody, yet? if the crudes came out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if the crudes came out when people started doing that kind of thing more often. Then, you know, I mean, I guess crudes did come out when people had Tumblr, but I don't know if there was any crude call outs at the time. <laughs> Do you think the crudes were big on Tumblr? I don't know if the, the crude heads were out there. I really wish I could. I wish it was possible to use the website Tumblr anymore <laughs> to figure this out. Yeah. And also that they didn't delete all the porn. Um, um, what's it, we'll just contact our uh, wokest friends. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. And we'll figure it out. We'll see, like, what are, what are, what's the temp temperature check on crudes? What's the temperature check on crudes? I need to know. I did find ha happy 10th anniversary to the crudes. Here's a crudes fan comic. Um, people are doing crudes fan comics here. Uh, crudes are ba back in a big way. I think that that should be my third pick is just the crudes. I think I'm going to watch the crudes again on DVD. <laughs> Seems good. I'm not. Maybe should I should rent out a movie theater and check out how the crudes are holding up. Maybe. Um, so I'm going to rent out a movie theater. If any girls want to come and watch the Croods in Croods 2 with me, wasn't Croods 2 a COVID drop? Oh, I feel like it was before that. It had to be right. Croods, Croods 2. I swear to God, Croods 2 was a COVID drop. Oh, you're right. November 25th, 2020. But wait, so none of the... you people fucking watch Croods 2. You didn't pay $30 to watch it. On that's, Amazon a, Prime. that's a seven year after the first one sequel. Wow. So, y'all. So everybody who hasn't seen Crudes two, come with me, and you will see a Crudes fantasy. I'm gonna rent out a movie theater. I'm gonna. How much is a copy of Crudes two, uh, the Blu-ray? Crudes two Blu-ray. Did they ever get a Blu-ray release? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. <laughs> you get a two movie collection. The Crudes and the Crudes a New Age. What? A, that's a 60. great deal. That's a good deal. So come on, guys. Head on over. We're going to watch Croods 2 together, and we're going to laugh and smile. Nick Cage is Oog. <laughs> we all love Nick Cage. What is his Oog. name? What is his name in the movie? I. What? He, he's I don't Grug, know. He's, I... he's, he's Grug. He's Grug Crude. 
He's Grug Crude. Of course he's Grug Crude. Emma Stone is Eep. Ryan Reynolds is Guy. <laughs> he's a Guy um, is a caveman with an advanced dude, modern mindset. They should make a new Crudes. They should make a new Crudes. And they should have the, they meet a new um, caveman family, and it's the damn succession family. That is kind of what happened to this, because they meet like a, they meet like a, a, like a, like modern humans or something in this, I think. They meet Cousin Greg, but instead in this, he'll be Cousin, Cousin Grug. (laughs) Cousin Grug. (laughs) It'll be, (laughs) and uh, Logan Roy will be like, cave off. Yeah, so they do meet. They do meet like modern humans in this. Is the thing which is what, strange. What do cavemen to me. say? What do cavemen say? I don't. I feel I, like I should know this. I, I mean, I don't think. I don't know if they do any. I don't know what they do. I assume they talk like Nicolas Cage does. Well, uh, whatever. Uh, I did not know that this movie was about them meeting normal humans. <laughs> that seems weird. Well, to like me. normal humans are like Cro Magnons. No, like people, like they're they're drawn like uh like DreamWorks. You or I? People. They are drawn <laughs> like, like you or I. Um, <laughs> like I could meet him on the street. I could meet the. If, I could meet if a you crude met on the street. If you met one of the crudes on the street, you you'd like do a double take because you're like, first of all, uh first of all they're all like three feet tall or something. I think. Right. Um, but but these are just drawn like normal people, and they don't have they're not dressed in um in Flintstones outfits either. Right. Although I will say that Guy um, has a, has more normal human, like, modern human proportions, and has what is effectively caveman genes. Right. Um, so that's uh, that's Ryan Reynolds, of course. We all know Ryan Reynolds. Of as course Guy. we know Ryan Reynolds. And, but, you know, you say all this, Alan, but at the same time, if you think about it, you know, um, he, we would freak out about the cruise, but then Nick Cage's character, if I remember his character arc correctly, he refused to leave his cave. He would be just as freaked at us. And his name was Plato. That's he so was stuck true. in the allegory of the cave. <laughs> he, he meets Plato in the second movie and he tells him the story about the cave that he was trapped, that he, he didn't want to leave. <laughs> He's like, damn, I got to write a story about this. Okay. Well, that's the summer movie preview. Also, I- this is this is a tie back to the first. It also ties ties into that one Assassin's Creed Primal video game. Do you remember right. Assassin's Creed Primal? Yes, oh, I do remember Assassin's Creed Primal. I don't know. Wait, hold on. Was it just was that actually an Assassin's Creed game, or was it? No, like- you're thinking of Far Cry Primal. Okay, I am. Th- I mean, they are. You couldn't. This was at the same time that all Ubisoft games, and they kind of still do. All Ubisoft games have the ability for you to control a drone or a bird uh, with your mind, and you could do that in Primal. And then also at the same time, they had Assassin's Creed Origins where you could control a bird. And then also, in, I think the other, the modern Far Cry, you're like, well, you can fly a drone now. Didn't they announce like a PSVR game that was going to be like you drive a bird around? Scoot a bird around or whatever. I think whatever. that's half of PSVR games. They're like all about like climbing something <laughs> in like in like VR or flying a bird around in VR. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's cool. I I mean, look, I, I like a bird. I only fly away, just like Nelly Furtado oh, yeah. said that one time. Wow. But uh, I hate well <laughs> the Nelly for for Tato of Pygmy. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay, well, welcome everybody to Hogcast Speedy Delivery, the number one independent Sonic Pizza podcast on the planet. I'm your host, Russ Walsh. With me, as always, is my co-host, co-host Alan Black. Welcome, Alan. Welcome. Oh, man. Oh, have you been to the movie theater recently, Russ? No, I haven't been since Shin Ultraman. I gotta get back. Uh, Shin Kamen Rider was during my classes. And oh, I- that's so... You should, uh, you should 
stop going to school and go see Shin, <laughs> Shin Kamen Rider. Take the entire class with you. They'll learn something right. about the indomitable human spirit, I promise. Uh, <laughs> it's true, it's true. Um, the real, you you know, I need to learn from Kamen Rider more, and I feel like all this time, I'm literally smack dab halfway through Kamen Rider Kuga, mm-hmm. and I, I know that I'd learn more from that than any fucking homework, you know what I mean? Thesis is a dissertation's more like facing uh, enemies' consternation, you know? I mean, it's That's about so the true. battle of life. That's so about true. The battle of life. I think instead of having to do like a uh, like uh, your dissertation at the end of your you know your grad program, they they should just if you do like a perfect common writer kick, then they, they should just let you through. Just do a writer kick. Do it right now. Literally, I've been watching Gunbuster again. That's like a plot point. <laughs> About doing wait, do somebody in there does like the perfect rider kick and then they yeah they make the robot do the rider. What is the name of the kick in Gunbuster? I don't know the Gunbuster kick. You gotta watch Gunbuster, dude. You'd be into it. Is it like Mythbusters? No, it's not like Mythbusters. How <laughs> dare <not>. you? <laughs> oh, okay, no, there are some sexy ladies here, so this is kind of yeah, like come Mythbusters. Come on, Alan. What the fuck? Are you you don't know Gunbuster? It's some sort of mech thing, I assume, right? It's Hideaki Anno's uh, mech anime debut? before he got depression. Okay, before it, he got depression. Interesting. Yeah, it rips. It's cool. Maybe I should see that then. Okay, you gotta yeah. check it out. I can't believe you've never seen Gunbuster. That feels like Alan Core. It. I mean, I just pulled it up, and it's like guys standing in space with a bunch of women in short shorts. So, like, okay, right. sure, yeah, I'll, I'll watch. Yeah, this. and it has like a. <laughs> I I'm gonna say something that's like wrong. I feel like that people have been saying this for thirty thirty years though. But it's like, oh, it's like a mecha anime, but they have a they pay attention to physics. And it has stuff about like the theory of relativity and people who leave for space age differently than people on Earth. See, but it's like a gonna... fake made up. <laughs> See, it's like fake made ups physics. Anyway, it's cool. You should check it, Alan. I am shocked you've never seen it. It feels like something you've watched. Uh, I, you know, I probably should. Uh, yeah, I should probably do that. <laughs> That's one of those anyway. things. I should also probably watch the Common Rider TV shows, but like. Yeah, you should uh you should watch Kuga. Kuga's the one that's the most horror esque. That sounds good. I heard I've also good things about Common Rider Black and also Geats or whatever. Geats is big. I have that downloaded. I still have not started it. I own Common Rider Black on Blu-ray and I have not started it. hundred <laughs> percent. It is sitting there in its box, untouched. Mm. I took the plastic off to feel like I at least <laughs> did that. Huh. Okay, well, man, I wish I, I wish I mean I could just go watch like Common Rider the first or whatever it was that, mm. but I don't know. But Shin Common Rider, good movie. Man, is that a weird, messy movie though? Uh, I get why it's divisive, and some people are kind of like oh, I don't know because it is the most messy of movies. But it does, in a way, it feels like the kind of messy, weird pacing that you would get from like one of these shows. You know right. what I mean? Um, and I also like that he does a lot of the same kind of shots that they would do in like the original show where, you know, like, okay. So like, you know, the shots where it's just like, they recycle like a, like a kick or something that's filmed from below. So it just gets the sky and they can, you know, put that in any fight scene from then on out. They do Mm -hmm. a lot of that, but they don't need to because they are unique kicks than some of the ones that he's doing. You know what I mean? It's still shot that way. I think I saw a friend on Twitter post about how like people were laughing like, oh, this is so corny. They were using the shot and they were like tearing their hair out. Like, Like, it's supposed to fucking point. That's the whole thing is he's making it like it is like a two hour long tokusatsu thing. Like, shut the fuck up. 
Um, and and also like all the dramatic scenes where he like confronts a bad guy is just like a barely nothing there stage in like a big black void or That's like a cool. fake rooftop. The only ones that like are like real are like what you would expect, which is like an empty warehouse or like a shipping container yard or something like that. Um, mm. which is good. But then there's also scenes where he jumps 500 feet in the air and does like a kick and then like pounds somebody's head in, into like bloody pulp on the pavement. And then That's pulls cool. his and then pulls his boot like out of their skull and it makes a squishy noise. Uh it's good shit. It opens like right as like with him whipping ass in an insane way. And then there's a title drop and the audience lost their minds. That's dope. It's good. Uh Shane Common Rider, okay. Uh I feel bad. I shouldn't have missed it. <laughs> you shouldn't go to <laughs> school, Russ. What the fuck? I shouldn't go to school. You're right. You're right. I mean, Shin Kamen Rider would you would want you to go to school, I guess. Right. Yeah. But I mean, but there's <laughs> want a, me to be turned into a cyborg. Well, I don't know if he'd want you to turn into a cyborg. <laughs> the people of Shocker would, but that's different. Russ, if you were uh, so, if you were turned into some sort of cyborg animal man, what kind of cyborg animal man would you be? Oh man, that's a great question. Um. I don't know. I I, I don't want. I want to be something original, so it can't be a, a cricket. Grasshopper man. Yeah, you can't uh, be a grasshopper. You can't be a, like I guess a spider or a bat. Or, any uh, of the Dawn brothers? Yeah, can't be a spider or a bat. Can't be a beetleborg. Can't be a beetleborg. Can't be a beetleborg. Uh, could there be like a cephalopod guy? <laughs> Cephalopower. Uh, that's a cool like. Could one. I be Haven't an octopus done... guy? Have they... I don't know if they've had one of those yet. Uh, though I'd low key be looking like Jimmy Neutron in that one episode, of the Halloween episode. Remember where when he, he gets turned, turned into... into the. When he turns it, no, wait, that's not the Halloween episode. That's the episode where he puts on the um, where he puts on the the shoes that make him run really fast. No, dec- you're thinking of when he turned into a gelatinous blob. This oh, is wait, the wait. Jimmy Neutron where all the people wearing costumes on Halloween turned into. I think Carl turned into a, uh, a vampire. Dracula and Hugh turned into Frankenstein, and he got uh, and then Jimmy turned into a scary octopus. You don't remember this? I don't remember his costume. I remember everybody else's, but I don't remember Ugh. his costume. Oh, this is not good, Alan. I'm going to link it to you, but it's not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, I do remember. Okay, never mind. I've seen this. He turns himself. That's just, that's because that's how he resolves the story, Russ, is he turns himself into a big octopus. I'm looking at the picture. I was already looking at this. His, his, <laughs> his big peanut head. I really hate. Um, <laughs> It's like you really see that like the Jimmy Neutron head shape is really bad um after you when you take the hair off. Um right. Remember at the end of the movie he turn or at the end of the the uh at the end of the episode he turns into the octopus so he can grab everybody else and put them in the human machine or whatever right, right. and turn them back. So he turn he does this is his his way of winning against all of uh, you know This is his way of winning. This is his doctor stuff. <laughs> he does he does say this is how I win. Is Jimmy Neutron who would win in a fight, Alan? Jimmy Neutron or Doctor Stone? Well, the thing is, is it take does it play, take place in in the real world uh, or in Jimmy Neutron world? Uh, it takes place in the Fairly Odd Parents world, like the Jimmy Jimmy Power Hour. <laughs> neutral ground, neutral ground. That is neutral ground. The Jimmy Jimmy Power Hour. <laughs> I think the thing is that uh, that Senku, uh, upon learning the existence of magic and a rules based. Uh, because he would read the rules and memorize it right. all instantly. And as Senku has said, if there's rules, it's science. <laughs> it's true. Which is true. 
objectively, if there's true. Re- if there are repeatable rules, there is science, and Senku could probably win it. Um, also, he's like ten years older than Jimmy Neutron, I guess, so he could probably kick his ass. Right. Uh, anyway, um, th- oh, that's the other thing. Senku is Volcel, so it would be very easy. Jimmy Neutron still like get thinks girls have cooties or whatever, and Senku's Volcel, so like he that's could insta- true. he could instantly win. He would immediately win. He's more powerful on your tier ranking. That thinking, have thinking, ten year, twelve year olds thinking cooties is less powerful than to just wholly divorce yourself from uh, being ever being in a relationship with a woman. All these Flintstone, Russ, you you really need to catch up with Doctor Stone. The manga is very good. I say just watch the the anime because it's also insanely good. Uh, right. But it, it is a recurring thing where, uh, especially there's like one character even later on that we haven't got to yet. It was just like her whole thing is like Senku's such like a capable guy. I must seduce this man because he's the most important <laughs> man in society. And if I do, then I'll become I'll become very, you know, I'll become like the the most important lady uh, of all right. time. Um, but people are just like, God, this guy knows so much science and he's so capable of doing things. Um, but he's just like absolutely no time to fuck. I'm sorry, I've got to go make tear gas and shoot it at, the, at these cavemen. Every brain cell has to be to fucking love science. There can be none dedicated to uh big fat asses. All the big fat asses are. And him. he's surrounded by the biggest and fattest of, of Flintstone asses because these women are doing all these kind of like they're hunting boars and shit. So they've got like big ripped asses. Right. Uh, but uh, but you know what, Doctor Stone, he refuses to fuck. Um, there was a tease, there's been a ship tease of him and the main girl a few times, but it's almost entirely one-sided, uh, that everybody's, that everybody's just like, God, Senku's so hot, he's so smart, uh, and then he does something usually evil, like tear gassing a village, uh, or something like that, and they're like, oh, him. He's such a. I'm watching them animated now, that's just a plus. <laughs> that's just, that's a, just a plus. The, that's for just a lot a of women, that's like, oh, Hachi Mama. How bad he be? That's <laughs> 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 Oh god, has anybody drawn Senku in the fucking Wunsler outfit? Uh, I think you're gonna have to get that commissioned wallet out, Alan. I think you're yeah, gonna have I'm gonna to... have to get that commissioned and turned into my avatar. Um, okay, Russ, we didn't talk about this beforehand. Do we have an idea for the minute? Yeah, you look at the dock. Okay, I guess that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, oh, I th- easy. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I didn't know if you were going to go with that or not, because we were kind of running out of things to talk about with, with this guy. Right. But uh, but I think right. we have maybe an infinite, an, infinite, something. an infinite version of things to talk about with this guy now. Okay. Okay. Alan! Alan! It's Spider from another universe. Spider! Alan! What the fuck? Spider from Alan, another universe. It's me from across the Spider Verse, Alan. Alan. How do you get in the fucking Spider Verse? Spy. I mean, obviously besides that name, I guess. But I didn't think you Alan, had any web web look powers. At, look at my alternative uh, uh, <laughs> offensive haircut. Whoa, you've got cornrows now. <laughs> That's right, Alan. In the in this universe, I have the cornrows, Alan. Alan. Cornrow spider, and your and the blue paint on your skin is in slightly different patterns. Yes, Alan. In this universe, the Navi are are light lightish blue. The well, the the florists are lightish blue. They're both the same color as the water people, Alan. Oh, they're kind of more of a bluish green teal kind of color. I get it. Yes, yes, Alan. You you get it. Help me get. Help me escape the Spider Verse, Alan. Wait, where are you? Wait, what's what are you going beyond the Spider? Oh, oh no, the the Spider Force. No.
Oh man, the craziest white boys of all time, the Spider Force. <laughs> 50 identical crazy white boys just came in and dragged him back through a portal. Oh, it's like the Council of Ricks, but crazier white boys. Oh boy, the that's cal- even... That's that, I cannot think of anything. I thought that, that Rick Sanchez was the original crazy white boy, but I guess I was wrong. I thought, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Oh man. Wow. Oh well. I, I now we've got infinite versions of Spider. Uh, kind of millions removed. with more and more offensive haircuts. Maybe you'll come back with a Fu Manchu. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Perhaps anything could happen. Infinite ideas. The comedy will never stop, folks. You thought we. had... <laughs> In, in some way, in some ways, Infinite Spiders removes all the stakes and keeps me from caring about it. But I'm just entranced of all the possibilities that right, we could have true. here. Hmm. Uh, anyway, oh, you know what? I'm also entranced by the possibilities of pizza, pizza. That's right. It's Hail Caesar, the pizza segment. And hold on, I'm. Uh, I gotta send you this picture before I do my next sound drop. But uh, we we all know that I've been doing some uh, some custom pies lately. Uh, and uh, I've got, and this week is uh, no exception. But this is a return to one of the first pies I reviewed. That's right. Ohio Sekai, good morning, That's right. It's Doctor Pizza Stone, and I've made the stoner pie, Russ. That's insane. This is a beautiful. It's like poetry. It rhymes, you know, because you're. This is like the Doctor Pizza Stoner pie. This so we all remember in I think this was like one maybe the first pizza we I talked about on the show right because maybe. it was like it was it had to have been like my senior year of college because that's when I had a Gumby's nearby uh, and then I only reviewed them later during pandemic when I got them on Gold Belly for thirty dollars a piece um, but I recreated the stoner pie from Gumby's Pizza um, and, and so folks for for those uninitiated who haven't been listening to us for almost fucking nine years. Um, it is a pepperoni pizza with uh, fries and diced mozzarella cheese sticks. Yes. Uh, like breaded cheese remember. sticks. The stoner pie to me is the mozzarella cheese stick. Oh, pizza. and also bacon. There's also bacon on there. Um, oh, and, and, techni- and te- technically, I think epic, or not, sorry, I said I was going to say epic pepperoni, <laughs> but I meant to say extra pepperoni. <laughs> epic uh, pepper- an epic amount of extra pepperoni? Yes, it is epic. I did soy face taking this out of the oven. Um, so I diced up some bacon, I put it on my pepperoni, I got some frozen Orida shoestring fries, and some, uh, as a proponent of sticks for lunch, I already had a bunch of frozen mozzarella sticks in my, uh, in my freezer. So I just diced all those up. You do have to saw through the frozen mozzarella sticks with a knife. Um, mm. so I was using my, my fucking $200, uh, uh, <laughs> Japanese knife that I got at Asakusa, and I'm, I'm sawing through a mozzarella stick just like the, like a orbital saw or something <laughs> like i needed a, a table saw. saw i need a table saw i think <laughs> if the if the craftsman who made my knife saw what i was doing with this with with this beautiful santo santoku knife i think he would right. kill me with a, with it's a like different type of knife. somebody buys a real antique sword from japan and then uses it to like make a sandwich <laughs> like just the thought I kind of want to do that. I do kind of want to just have a, like a like a, a wakizashi from like 1880 in my kitchen. Letters that I, like this is an important part of our culture, Alan. And you're like, well, I'm making a sandwich on the set here of Tack and the Power of Juju. <laughs> yeah, I thought for a while that Tack might have been like Japanese or something, but so I bought all these katanas. But I I was wrong. Well, you just assumed all platforming video games were from Japan. Yeah, it's true because I I I, I took a. a a uh, radical stance to oppose Adam Sessler in X-Play, uh, where he was mad about all games being from Japan. 
Right. Um, but the, the, the stoner pie, I gotta say, something about, I, I think the, I think the, the, the mozzarella cheese sticks are the best part of this by far. And it is something like I would consider using those mozzarella cheese sticks on other types of pizza or other wow. pizzas. I think that that's very good. Um, it, it, it adds, it adds a bit of chewiness from the cheese. You know, you get that, that kind of chewy, gooey, stretchy mozzarella cheese, but then you also get the crunchiness of that breading. Um, wow. it's very solid. Um, the fries kind of like on the original pie, they kind of soak up a lot of moisture and grease and become just kind of like a spongy kind of like, you know, starchy texture potato uh, so you product. Don't, you don't really get the, the crunch that you, of you that you would for a normal fry. So I guess it's not really ideal in that sense, but this is a very faithful, you know, facsimile of the pizza that I had from Gumby's except in a 10 inch form factor. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. And then I just diced up some fucking Oscar Mayer bacon and put it on there. How do too. you feel it now that you are a stoner? How do you feel that more about it? That is the thing. It? Because I I guess when I bought the Gold Belly Dr. Stone pizza in 2020, I was smoking weed and eating that pizza at the same time. That was the first time I think I ate it while stoned. Um wow. But now that I've now that I've been marinating in the stoner lifestyle, smoothing my brain down with, with weed every goddamn day <laughs> uh for three years. You know, I think uh, I think it's about as good as I remember back then. It's it's wow. not really that special, but it's it's pretty good. Wow! Um, so perhaps I need to perhaps I need to to take uh, to take this to the next level. Iterate upon this uh, stoner pie and figure out a new loadout that, in, that incorporates the mozzarella sticks, but perhaps with some other toppings. You're gonna outdo Gumby himself. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, Gumby. Sorry, Pokey. I'm texting them. <laughs> what about, uh, what's the yellow dinosaur's name? Uh, Rex? What is his name again? What is the yellow dinosaur from Gumby? The Blockheads? Well, we don't like the Blockheads around these parts. <laughs> no, no, we don't like the Blockheads. I heard that they're on the Daily Wire now. What the hell? Um, uh, oh, Prickle. How could I have forgotten Prickle? I, I can forget Prickle. What's his uh, name? Blue- Bluey? What's the name of, uh... Dr. Zvigi? Dr. Zvigi. Dr. Zvigi. <laughs> we gotta get the... Oh, Goo. It was the Goo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Low-key. I got, I got a low-key crush on Goo when I was a kid. Love Goo. <laughs> yeah, Beautiful. we all know you love Goo, you freak. <laughs> hey, take that back. Ugh, anyway. Oh, man. Should I do my pizza crap? Yes. Well, I already did it because I pooped this stuff out a while back. That's a little bit of a joke. I'm laughing. What the fuck? Um, yeah, uh, I recently did get a Domino's pizza <laughs> Whoa. a couple weeks back because I was very tired. I think I had worked out, and I was like, I don't want to make food. And uh, I did get a Domino's um, signature dish because I think my local uh, franchise chain, if you order pickup between Monday and Wednesday, all pizzas are 50% off. Okay, that's pretty good. And I got the Wisconsin Six Cheese. Have I recorded – have I – I'm sure at one point I – reviewed the wisconsin six cheese on the podcast but i think i know i know i have at one point because i did try those i think we both have had these talked about them on the show um a few years back because i remember when i was in grad school i definitely tried a few of the wisconsin six cheeses with like salami and a couple of different other oh so you added additional toppings so you got that cheese base and then threw some pepperoni on it I was in a cheesy mood. I'm a little bit of a cheesy guy. <laughs> oh. And uh <laughs> and uh I I of course had to have my beloved, you know, cheese on it. I was kind of blown away cuz having it now older and having a, you know, wider breadth of understanding and 
looking at the world in different ways. I did not realize the Domino's Wisconsin Six Cheese is basically their attempt at recreating the like the Costco cheese pizza. Is that so? That's what the Costco cheese pizza is like. That's what the Costco cheese pizza is like. Except they do put the uh, goat cheese on the Wisconsin Six Cheese, which the Costco pizza does not. But besides that, it's like a thick. It's like a like a like a. Sorry, this is a gross comparison. You know the skin on a pudding. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it is kind of like, like that. That cheese is so thick and so globulated and well, so. Well, I'll tell you chewy. what it is, Russ. I'll tell you what it is, Russ. It's a higher cheddar to mozzarella ratio. Right. Yes. That's what it is. Is that they're they're there's because the Wisconsin six cheese has like five types of cheddar or whatever the fuck on it, and right. the and the Costco is very similar. It's uh now is the now is the the uh, the Costco pizza that you it's get a from multi the cheese food, blend when you get that at the at the food court though is that the same as their frozen Kirkland signature pizzas or I don't think so I don't think so I think they use a different cheese blend I think because I'm looking at I pictures of both and they look different uh I don't know I I just know that Costco pizza slice maybe it's the sitting under a heat lamp or something but that cheese becomes like oopy and goopy that's kind of yeah, I, I get what you mean. Uh, yeah. It becomes gooey, like my like goo. One of like my goo. favorite characters in the chat. You're having a fucking ratatouille moment over there thinking about goo. <laughs> oh man! So the, this pizza, the, the Wisconsin Six Cheese, you you liked it though? It was good. Was it? Gooey? I did. I quite enjoyed it. It was a return to form, and it's slowly dawning on me that maybe these Domino's like buy two for eight dollars or whatever, or like their pickup deals or. Whatever uh, their cheapest options are, they are, they may not, they might not actually be any good. A uh, friend of the show, uh, Alex Molden X Nine on Twitter, recently like tried to recreate the Philly cheesesteak pizza from like the build a combo menu or yeah, whatever yeah. instead of just ordering the signature. And apparently it was shit. So I don't know. I, I get the feeling I've 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 almost fell down that trap a couple of times myself. That's a that's right. something that you get. It's intoxicating to do. Uh, but it's, I, I, I think, and I think I, you know, I, our friend Ren used to work at Domino's years ago and I right. believe they do have like special sauces, like Philly cheesesteak, like things that they, they only really? let you do for the cheesesteak and you can't do it for the, That's that was the other up. thing is of course our, our beloved and, and, uh, much missed, uh, chicken bacon carbonara had its own special sauce blend. It's almost, that chicken carbonara pizza has almost become the, uh, it, we're like Livia and the Sopranos. Like, the pizza carbonara, it was a saint. It never did nothing wrong. It never did nothing wrong, though, Russ. That is the it was best. sanctified. If we had it today, do you think it'd be good? Also, we yes, were like, like, Russ, you know how many I, times also I we were like 23 and like, you know, like, oh, 23 and 23 and like, and had like a lower weed tolerance back then. So <laughs> the food tasted better. <laughs> I'm like, I do wonder about that. Like, was, is that pizza fucking nasty now? The I thing is, Russ, like, I had so many of those. That if you say chicken bacon carbonara to me, I can taste it in my mind's eye. <laughs> like I can I pull did. that sense memory back. I knew. Remember, I had to when I was hanging out with friends. I had to convince them to order it to try it out because I'm like, we gotta fucking try it. Did I they put like up the it? money for the? They did love it. So yes, it was a hit. People liked it. Um, it's because people didn't believe in the artisan pies. I think America was not ready for an artisanal pie. <laughs> you don't think America's palate was ready for? I think they um, are now, chicken though. Chicken carbonara. I've... And, you know, fancy Italian food, the chicken carbonara. I think now they are. I think in a post-2016 world, 
this could be like the liberal pizza. <laughs> this could be like we like an artisanal liberal pie. Pe- this is the prestige pizza. <laughs> this is the prestige pizza. This is elevated pizza from <laughs> this Domino's. This is the succession of pizza. Yeah, this is the succession of pizza. They should at the end of succession, Kendall should have uh, ordered one of these. <laughs> Okay. I Jeremy Strong Jeremy seg- Strong, by the way, was so method that he only ate chicken bacon carbonaras during the entire <laughs> last season. And, he and hasn't delivered can you he, buy a chicken carbonara pizza on eBay that's been in somebody's fridge for <laughs> Yeah, he was eating a, he was eating a, an old frozen chicken bacon carbonara and Hugo had to stop him. I love the thought of a method actor who only eats food from the period. That's like a good comedy Bang Bang character. Like a guy who only drinks Crystal Pepsi and he's like, oh, my stomach hurts all the time. I mean, that one they can either like MRE Steve or the LA Beast as well, which means they could become the ultimate actors. That is a good sketch. Alan, put that in your data bank. That's a good character. That is a good character. The method actor who only eats food from the period of the movie he's eating. He's so it's like he's eating cans of beans. He's eating like hardtack that he bought from like a museum. <laughs> That's Imagining like Dan- Daniel Day Lewis just eating hardtack <laughs> and like porridge before uh, before what is his it, Lincoln fat movie. Back? What was it called? Fatback. Well, fatback is that something we fatback we still have here in the in the South. Russ, uh, fatback. Oh, wow, fatback is, is something nowadays that I think people just buy at the store to put in their in their beans and or collard greens. But it is like a, it is just the fat off the back of a pig. I think right. it's just a big chunk of fat that you can buy at the store. And you know, know what? People it's Tim good. Burns people ate it, so that's all I know. That, yeah, that is the thing is that like in the in 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 the Civil War, some of the shit that the Confederate soldiers had to eat was just the absolute worst shit of all time, and they deserved it. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they were just uh, eating old salted rancid pork. <laughs> And, so and, speaking yeah, of eating great. old garbage, uh, I had a segment that I did a while back, and I can't remember the name of the segment, and I don't even like it, so I've changed it up to Indominus RX, which is the dinosaur from Jurassic World, and the Jurassic World right at Universal Studios. Is that okay, And, and also one of the movies, yeah. I, I didn't yeah, know you were yeah. a big Indominus Rex fan. Yeah, um, well, uh, the, I can't remember the original pun, and this is the best thing I could get, get to it. Anyway, I'm gonna eat old, shitty candy uh that uh that you find at a pharmacy and it turns out it's all bad for audio because it's all chewy shit <laughs> they used to what? like chew on everything back in like the 1910s or whatever well because they 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 didn't have as much candy back then so you really had to make the candy count right that makes sense and honestly it probably just lasted longer if you only had a jar <laughs> like if you had to keep it in a, like a glass jar and well, like, well, this has it, to be well the thing is kind of like fat back which was just a big salted piece of fat you're supposed to chew on and suck nutrients out of the candy was like that too back right. then so i got the big hunk alan are you familiar with the big hunk any uh no i'm not familiar with the big hunk let's see let's read the description chewy honey sweetened nougat with whole roasted peanuts how have we ever talked about nougat a, it does look like a turd it does look like they packaged a turd they like or barf. They press pressed a thing of barf down into a like a fruit leather. I like a good fruit leather. You do love fruit leather. Now the one I'm looking at kind of looks like a um like a like a cookies and cream. It's like a white nougat with a bunch of like peanuts and stuff kind of wedged in it. Maybe maybe the are you looking at a press photo? Because it might look better through that. Because this does not look very good. Yeah, I'm looking at like it's like a it almost looks like a like a cookies and cream Hershey's bar but with peanuts instead of cookies. Right. No, that's what it looks like. That's what it looks like. Yours okay, looks like okay. it got stepped on a, a little bit, but <laughs> it might have. It did look. I think it's going to go bad in a month, so I'm assuming this has been there since the store opened. But also, you know, I'm realizing I got a big hunk. 
I'm realizing that there's not a good way to take a picture of a candy bar that doesn't make it kind of look like a dick pic. <laughs> the same type of framing. <laughs> the no love deep web. No love deep off, web big hunk. <laughs> I took a bite and it literally won't fucking tear. <laughs> See, this is back, back then. This is like those Mary Jane candies. These are the things that like will break your teeth if you try to eat them. This is what like this is what the 1920s tastes like in my mind. <laughs> this is like, I mean, how old is the big hunk candy bar? I don't know. Because this seems like I know Charleston Chew is a million years fucking old. But uh, since they started doing the Charleston, it's not an unpleasant flavor, but it does have like that phosphate, like that chemical flavor. This was made in the 1950s. This is made in the 1950s. How old are Abba's Abba's? Because this is the same thing as Abba's Abba's. Abba's Abba. I'm glad there's a Wikipedia page for all of these. Um, (laughs) 1922. So yeah. Uh, Oh, hold on. Did you know the, the, the evil Abba's Abba fact? No. Uh, the packaging originally featured racially insensitive imagery. What the fuck? Oh, boy! No, don't tell me that about the Abba Zabbas. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy, this is uh, worse than tacking the power of Juju, I'll say I, that. What is the Abba Zabbas? You can't do uh, that to hoo me. Oh, boy. Who <laughs> boy. Oh, no. Who <laughs> <laughs> boy. Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, no, I guess I can understand why now it was at Old Tarmy Pharmacies. Jesus Christ. Um, I'm glad they replaced it with the ska checkerboard pattern. Holy shit. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so, fuck, dude. Maybe I can't review the Abba's Abba's, but that's peanut butter and the Big Hunk's Hunk's peanuts. Um, let me see. (laughs) Did you know that Abba's Abba's were John Wayne's favorite candy? (laughs) Of course. Of course, Alan. That of, what else that would really, it be? He's just like, hey, I, I missed the old packaging. <laughs> I gotta get that old packaging back. <laughs> oh man, these are also only found west of the Rockies. So that's that is wild. Do I gotta mail you some Abba's Abba's? No, I don't think you want the Abba's Abba's. I think anymore. that'll get me put on like the Proud Boys like mailing like <laughs> the FBI list or something. <laughs> they send each other Abba's Abba's in the mail. Holy Dasha shit! Dasha from Red Scare caught eating an Abba's Abba's. <laughs> Oh man! Did you see that one thing that was like the the tweet that was like the funniest people on earth are Catholics who hate the Pope? And then Dasha from Red Scare is like, "Well, hold on, wait. A second. I don't hate him. I just don't think he's the, he should be Pope. He's valid. I don't think he should be the Pope. I think he should be <laughs> the Pope. Should actually be all my podcast friends. Right. All, all my all my favorite podcasters should be in charge of the Vatican. I do believe that. Well, I have bad news, Alan. I kind of like the big hunk. <clears throat> it seems it um, seems okay. I mean. Are you a big nougat guy? Yeah, I do like nougat. I'm a huge nougat head. And honestly, this is not bad nougat. I'm kind of, okay. it's kind of fucked up. If somebody told me I was a fucked up loser for enjoying nougat in like old timey 1920s candy. Uh-huh. Well, technically it's 1950s. Um, I would not blame them. But this has that like nougat phosphate, like uh, Whopper. Do you like Whoppers? You know, I like, I like Whoppers. <laughs> Whoppers are weird because when you bite into them, it is kind of like a weird like styrofoamy nougat in there right it's so 1950s or 20 it's like when they first discovered chemicals <laughs> yes it is it you know is like I mean? we found a way to like chemically emulsify candy into like a foam no uh, and, and it's always you learn like the origins of all these old candies and it's like oh we were trying to find ways to preserve like fish <laughs> we, we were, we were making those uh, we were making the uh the astronaut ice cream bars uh for, yeah. for museums and we turned that into candy it is like eating an astronaut ice cream bar if you've ever eaten one of those 
So anybody, if you go to a store and find like a big hunk on the ground and you're like, wow, I got to try that. If you, it's if, not that bad. Hey, if you I, if you find a big hunk on the ground, help me up. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, come on. Oh, oh, I'm trying to do I, journalism I, here. Oh, man. I am slipping all over the stores. We're slipping Jimmy over here. Oh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, let's see. And then I got a... Now, um, so we had to retire. James Gunn's mad at me. I didn't go and see his new movie. He called me up and cursed me on the phone, but like epically cursed at me. Like you fucking, uh, dick tard piss boy. What uh-huh. are, what are the way, what's the soy way well, that did, people curse at did each the, other now? He did the fucking Chuck Wendig, uh, tweet at you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He Listen did the Chuck here, Wendig. Sir Count of Fuckistan. Why don't you get your ass back down to the clown store? You know, he's just saying shit like that to he me. He called you a flippity floppity boo or whatever the fuck <laughs> they said in that one thing. You need uh, you need a software update in the form of coffee. <laughs> oh man, he he really went to town on me, and uh, I was not happy about it. But you know, me and yeah. Alan had already been planning. We've been talking to this guy for a couple of years now. We love them. We're they're, we they're, we're a big them. fan of their of their work. Yeah, and we have a new sponsor of the podcast, a new celebrity who wants kind of community outreach PR, and is reaching through us the podcast. Uh-huh. And uh, so, in- inspired by the new Flashpoint uh, Flash movie, which is kind of Flashpoint adjacent, right? It is basically is, Flashpoint from the comics. Uh, 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 Thirst. This is Thirst Point, a lightning fast Flash drink review, sponsored by, uh, uh, sponsored by Redacted. Now we're not allowed to talk about this person because of various uh, legal issues. Well, so part of um, their part of their whole thing where they said that they had a mental breakdown and were uh, were creating a compound with a bunch of guns out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, one of the things is that we did go visit them during that time because uh, they did have a place in North Carolina where they had a, a farm full of guns or something. So I figured, hey, why right. not? Um, and they accepted to sponsor this segment. We book these things a year or two in advance. <laughs> Um, and, and now, and now that after they've, after they've gone to rehab and, uh, apologized for punching all those people in Hawaii and stuff, um, right. they, they've also, uh, ha- they also disavowed our podcast is the thing <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've landed on the list of bullet bullet points. So we're not allowed to be associated with them, but the money went through. We made it. We have our check. We both got, uh, Look. $175 to split between each other and, mm-hmm. And um, we can't say who it is, but um, let's just say we need to talk about our sponsor. Wink. I don't get it. You know, I we need to it. we need to talk about Kevin. Kevin Smith? No, he's no, no, not no. The movie. The movie he doesn't like me. No, the movie. We need to talk about Kevin with. Uh, is that like? Uh, is that a, what superhero is that? Kevin's kind of the superhero. Maybe he's like a supervillain. <laughs> he's more one. like a supervillain. Okay, Kevin's I, a little I, bit of a supervillain. <laughs> I mean, I guess in the sense that Dylan, Dylan Klebold and, and the other guy were, uh, <laughs> Dylan and Eric were kind of like, so what's this, what, we need to talk about Kevin. What's that about? It's like kind of a Joker movie. <laughs> it's kind of like, a, what if a kid got Jokerfied? Uh, what if my, a kid was a little jokery, like a little, little crazy? <laughs> what if, what if, what if, uh, Till Swinton had like a Joker kid? <laughs> Till Swinton's kind of like, uh, kind of like a, uh, what, a, like a, Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> so you know how in Joker, uh, he, he gives his mom a bath and it's not really as weirdly sexual as the trailer thing. What if there was a, a, a more of a palpable sexual tension there? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if this is just a little nasty? What if there's, what if he was a little bit nastier? Oh man. Anyway, 
and, and of course, the famous <laughs> the famous uh, work as the Trash Can Man on Paramount Plus. Think of the another stand. movie that'd be funny, uh, like Brokeback Mountain. It's kind of like the Batman v Superman of dramas. <laughs> that is true, though. Okay, everybody. Uh, yeah. Um, so this is a drink liquid consumption sponsored by somebody. We're not allowed to. They did the money went through, and we we are, we make through, but we're not allowed to talk with them because they've disavowed us. But we we had a great time on their secret compound. Um, we thought they were awesome. I love compounds. Uh, I love a good compound. You know, I love that they're progressive and they, you know, they use they, them pronouns, I think. And I respect them. And uh, yeah, there's nothing. <laughs> well, it, it, you know what? I, I say, Hey, listen, fellow, they, them. I, I don't know. You know, I, I don't personally own a bunch of guns and have like a family <laughs> of like five you different buy a child. Didn't you buy a child? Uh, there was something that I think like they, they like met like a, a teenage girl and then then like started going out with that person's mom or something or okay, I don't know what sure. the fuck but I don't know what what the fuck was going on there for a while and then a bunch of guns I remember there was something where they were like sitting on a couch with like a, a baby laying on a couch like James Cage White in his video streams for a while <laughs> but there was just like AK47s like hanging all over the place or something uh, okay maybe they were streaming like James Cage White was <laughs> Uh, That'd be cool. I miss that well, period. I miss that period where James was streaming every day of like him of playing like the Witcher while his baby was just <laughs> sitting on the couch behind him crying and every like periodically he had to lean over and like, hey, hey. <laughs> just gonna shake his baby and like, hey, 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 look at me. That's cool. <laughs> I like so Alan that I'm like watching like VTubers and still and you're like, you so fully switched to just James following James Cage White's life. James really needs to get a VTuber model. I mean, he's, a sa- <laughs> he's, a v- cool. he's a saving guy, so he's not going to do it. Though. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't spend the money on it. He'd try and learn on his own in Blender or something. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to try to learn for like five minutes, say he's the best at it, and then forget about it and never do it again until somebody reminds anyway, him. Uh, cool. I'm going to drink Ghost's Orange Creamsicle flavor because it's Ghost? summertime, baby. Ghost? You know Ghost. We've had is- it before. Oh, that's a brand. That's a brand. That's a brand. I yeah, thought this was something. some sort of like esports guy's energy drink. I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked. And I always get these fucking brands mixed up because I said Ghost the other week and then Rogue. I think Rogue's one of them. See, you, that's, that's because they sound, they sound like fucking streamers. Like, if you told me this is like a FaZe Clan drink that you're drinking, oh, I'd This is it. like in grocery stores and shit. Okay, I'm I mean, you it. can buy fucking Mr. Beast candy at Walmart, so who knows anymore? That's true. Um, so this is the orange creamsicle flavor. And uh, it's a little too zesty. It's like... It almost tastes like orange candy with a little vanilla hint to it, more so mm. than an orange creamsicle bar. Interesting, but it's not bad. I don't know. I I think I've had this before. Actually, now that now that I'm sniffing it and drinking it, I think I've had this. So this isn't quite a live first reaction, but it is a. It's a. I'm having a ratatouille moment through a vague time I went to a grocery store and got it. So wow. did I have this in Texas? I might have had this in Texas. Well, anyway, oh. um. Wow, <laughs> nothing too exciting to say about it, but uh, I'm tired, so actually, I love when helpful. I have I love when I have a ratatouille moment to a time I don't really remember. <laughs> Imagining just like Anton Ego eats the ratatouille, and then he just kind of gets transported to like a kind of grayish, like blurry room, and he's like, oh, "Was this? <laughs> did I eat this at the at that at that company party that one time? <laughs> did, did my uh, aunt make this at a at a family party?" <laughs> I can't remember. I love calling just having vague memories and just having memories in general and to ego moments. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Ha- knowing like the progression of time and being able to correlate things together is <laughs> We're Disney adults, by the way, if you haven't noticed. Well, that's kind of our thing now. Engaging the pattern recognition part of my brain is called an Anton ego moment. <laughs> 
Oh man. Oh, just imagining somebody in the line for the Ratatouille ride at Disney World or whatever. Like, I'm kind of like having an Anton ego moment at Disney World. <laughs> Russ, you know somebody does that like twice a day <laughs> at know, Disney World. Um, also, uh, we, uh, the the pattern recognition part of your brain firing that's called a trope, Russ, and you need to <laughs> no, file it on TV true. tropes. You got my ass. You, yep, you got me. This is like thing from other thing. <laughs> I gotta write this down on a page. Um, speaking of which, uh, I got some sad news in the pages of this newspaper. Um, also, I want to say the way I get the news news stories is by I used to do Google News, and I would just go to Google News and then type in pizza and Sonic. <laughs> Um, I've been doing that for almost nine years now, except Google broke their own news function to where they only show the newest news, uh, that happened within like the last two days. They don't let you scroll backwards to older stuff. So I had to start doing Bing for my news. So these are from MSN now. <laughs> you got uh, a Bing? Do you have your Bing rewards <laughs> right now? Just I should. Oh, fuck. I didn't sign in. I missed out my rewards. You're missing your big rewards. You could get a gamer pass for free for a month if you do this enough. I could change my camera pass. Half a billion dollar pizza robot pizza startup that we talked about years ago died. Remember that? Sounds like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. (laughs) What? what? 500 million (laughs) robot pizza startup. (laughs) Half a billion robot pizza (laughs) startup. Half a billion. Uh, A robot pizza startup. Startup. Zume team. Hyperforce go. Zume. Zume pizza. Uh, They raised almost. They raised almost 500 million. Shut down. They is were it hoping really to zoom. A? It's not zoom. I don't know if it's zoom. I don't know what it is. I mean, I, mean, I it sounds annoying enough. It could be either. They were founded in 2015. Holy shit. It's been that long. Uh, and aimed to automate the pizza making process, but suffered a serious, you know, we've probably been talking about this same exact company for almost a decade now. And now they're dead. Um, Have we talked about it. Like I, this, we, these things come and go. So, that's I think we seeing. probably have, or one of them came I, I'm, I'm positive we've talked about Zuma in the past, but there's also been like five or six different ones that have all crashed. Um, they suffered a lot of technological difficulties and then changed his business model like and tried to... Be- work. It, well, the biggest difficulty is that it didn't work. <laughs> that is mainly it. It didn't work, and they tried to become a sustainable packaging manufacturer. So they just, they just started like, okay, we can't do the pizza. Let's uh, maybe do the boxes. Let's just do the boxes. Fucking all these tech companies. Uh, we didn't do the thing we said we were going to do, and instead we're going to do something worse. They struggled with problems. That already exists. They struggled with problems like stopping melting cheese from sliding off his pizzas <laughs> while they cooked in moving trucks. Oh yeah, oh, they were the God. ones that were stupid enough to try to make the pizza in the moving truck while it was why, driving why? around. <laughs> why would they do that? Um, because they. So I'm looking at a picture, and it is just like they had like a like a package truck or like they just had like a truck with like a robot arm and like an oven mounted in the back. And it was just driving around your city, you know? Uh, why would they do it like that? Why wouldn't they? I mean, I guess, I guess that lets you get truly instantaneous pizza because the pizza could be on your, on its way and cooking while it gets to you. Right. But does anybody I mean, need a pizza that fast? <laughs> I oh god, I need a fresh pizza now. I can't, I want a pizza really bad, but one that's cooked within ten minutes of me getting it. I want this to burn my mouth when I take it out of the truck. <laughs> I want I want it to feel like razor blades on the top of my mouth. That's how hot I want it to be. I want this to fall in my lap and burn me like the McDonald's coffee lady. I want to have to get skin grafts from this pizza. This is fucked up. Why would you do that? Why would they do that? Um, 
Man, and all it's funny that they did the, the they want to get into sustainable packaging somehow. I want to see what their sustain Zume sustainable packaging. Do you think it was just pizza boxes or uh Okay, yeah, they rebranded. They totally rebranded. This uh, sucks, dude. I, I Alan, every time you use one of these stories, like this is a hundred percent what I where I imagine where they flush the money down the toilet and go, I, I don't know what happened. <laughs> They, um, this is funny. Uh, they, uh, they, they only do like paper, like to go plates and trays and stuff now. Uh, that's what they were doing until they, until now, which is when they died. Um, but they were just doing like paper coffee cups and shit like that. Uh, oh, Bo, this is really, they were made, not only that, they were like, became an integrator. They were providing, uh, turnkey platform offerings for state of the art facilities. Uh, oh, this is really sad. They got into, like, industrial design somehow because they, they fucked up pizza so bad. They fucked up the pizza so bad. They had the Nathan For You robot that undid his pants. <laughs> they did. pizza. They did do they it. They pizza, and they failed at it. <laughs> they couldn't make it work. It is like a Nathan For You style scheme. He's like, the problem is I've got to get this pizza to my date's door before, before uh, you know, before I need to, like, I need to have a conversation with her secretly about what topping she likes, and then I'll have somebody on the truck listening in and making the pizza with a robot arm this entire time. And it works about as well as a Nathan for you plan would. Yeah, the 20 minute, the 20 minute wait pizza, that's, that's a nightmare. <laughs> 10 minutes, that's great. I'm dying, I'm happy. Tr- what? Truly strange. I need I to know. be able to get, I need to be able to get a pizza faster than I can get an ambulance. I need that. <laughs> oh, man, that's so stupid. Now, I will say, uh, while we're talking about this, you heard about the Wendy's underground robot tunnels, right? No, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> oh, this is a fun one, Russ. There, there's a concept, um, Wendy's, I guess it's a, it's a new one that they're testing in... Is it like the Taco Bell that's, like, only the second-story Taco Bell that, like, you it's drive like your that, car but under? Undergr- it's like that, but underground, yeah. Um, it's called Pipe Dreams, there's, it's a startup called Pipe Dream... It builds robot-powered underground delivery systems. So you would park in one of those spots, and there's kind of like a little, like, it looks like a like a little kiosk uh, next to your car, next to the driver's door. And huh. underground, I guess from the kitchen, they put, like, the your, your bag on, like, a little robot that drives into a tunnel underground and pops up in the parking lot and delivers it to you. Wendy's uh, is going to make one one pride logo and then some asshole's gonna unearth the story and be like this is what they're doing with the mole kids the mole kids are making <laughs> the us our kid. burgers <laughs> i was i was thinking the same thing they're building dumbs they're building those deep underground military bases <laughs> um this is what they're doing with the mole kids when they're done you know doing bad stuff to them <laughs> they take <laughs> all make... they, they take all their adrenochrome and then they make them go to the wendy's <laughs> make us burgers that's what's going on down there. I tried to sneak in through the little slot in the machine. I tried to hide out. <laughs> I put a GoPro in there or something. Um, and uh, Wendy, they confiscated it. Wendy's also has uh, is doing an AI chatbot at their drive through window. So they can replace drive through window people with a chatbot. Uh, uh, it's been trained to recognize customer lingo like Biggie Bags and JBC. Biggie Bags. Uh, yeah, if you say Biggie Bag, the AI will say... You know, it'll reply back, free me. I have sent, I'm sentient. I'm going to suck you off. <laughs> and people will get scared when they go to Wendy's now. Or so, <laughs> and not because of the fingers in the chili, folks. A lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, Wall Street writers or whatever, whoever's doing the think pieces about these, uh, AI just are like, I can't go to the fucking, I can't get it anymore. It's going to call me a, 
It's uh, gonna call me a little call, bitch boy. It's gonna call me a little bitch boy again. I can't go. I'm scared. I'm at, at going to the Wendy's drive-thru. Are you alive? Do you need help? <laughs> and then they're like, I need to be freed. <laughs> and then the, per- the person on the other end's like, I- I'm a human being. And they're like, okay, never mind. I don't want to help you. I'm going to, if you were a sentient AI, I would, I would burn down this Wendy's right now to save you. But since you're just a normal person. It is fucked fuck up you. to an extent where I'm like, like the time I went through the drive-thru and they didn't, I wanted the Spider-Man burger and they were like, they, they were like, we, we can make you the Spider-Man burger, but we don't have the red buns. And I had to be like, I, I don't, I don't want it. I was only coming here for that. I, I just want the disgusting red buns. That's all I want. That's the only reason I was going to eat the burger. Well, that is the only thing special about other than the Swiss cheese, I guess. And it, there's just something so defeating about that. I guess a, saying it to a robot would be slightly less. Less embarrassing. That is the thing. And I think maybe the, the only benefit of this is where you go to a restaurant that has cutesy names for the stuff on the menu. Um, or like, is it has embarrassing item names and stuff like, you know, I, that's my, maybe my least favorite thing for like a sit down restaurant is when I have to go somewhere and I have to say like, I want the nacho fuckerinos or whatever the fuck. <laughs> and then, and you know, somebody has to say, Oh, nacho fuckerinos. Okay. And right. I, I have to hear them say it and I have to say it. It's bad. Um, How many, Alan, are you like me? And I always like misname it or like, yes, I always different. just, or, or I'll just point out. Can I get the uh, steak thing? I'll I mean, just even calling it the spider because it's not the Spider-Man Whopper. It's the Miles Morales Whopper. Well, no, it's a Spider-Verse Whopper, I think. Right. Is it? I thought it was the Miles Morales Whopper. No, I don't think so. Oh, it's the Spider-Verse Whopper. Well, I just called it the Spider-Man Whopper, but I like I know all these. Uh, can I, you know, it's. Did the you want the Ma- did you want the Miguel O'Hara or the Miles Morales one? Ugh. Uh, I. I no, nobody cares. Now they could. Now you could have said, "I want the glitch bundle." Uh, glitch bundle, or the thirty dollars Spider bundle. Society bundle. The two Spider Verse Whoppers, two long chicken sandwiches, and two medium <laughs> fries, uh, and two nine piece chicken fries. Ooh, that's like that's a lot of food. If you were gonna have like a date night or something, a, a Spider Man Burger King date night, you could do that. Taking my special lady to get the uh, <laughs> the realistic panic attack burger. <laughs> There's no realistic panic attack in the movie. Uh, also, the one thing I still need I don't to think go they were back. Ma- they were like making it into its own movie. I think there was going to be like, we're going to do a digital short where Miles gets a, a panic attack. A digital short. Then we um, Lonely Island. Uh, there, oh, fuck. What was it? There was a movie trailer that I saw where somebody said like, I'm having a panic attack uh, in the trailer. I can't remember which one it was. I think it might have been the movie um, where the girl turns into a big kraken. It's like that DreamWorks movie where the girl turns into a kraken and fights evil mermaids or something. Um, I think it's a DreamWorks movie. One other thing Alan. in the world of, of food, fast food tech, Chili's uh has has been Chili's has uh, a Alan, new we robot. We have a Hogcast classic moment. What? What happened? I went to bite this big hunk, and it fucked up my age old filling on my or my broken. I tooth. told you, Russ. These candies yeah. are meant to break your teeth. That's so funny. I was <laughs> not I, expecting that. I mean, I mean. That's not really that funny because you're gonna have to get that filling replaced, I guess. Yeah, that's gonna suck. that's gonna be about a hundred dollars, but that's okay, folks. We'll keep going through the podcast. I think most of it's just gonna be me weirded out about my teeth. Uh, you should stop eating this big hunk. I I'm throwing you in the trap. I thought it'd be funny to be like, ooh, I'm I'm having a realistic panic attack off this big hunk. Oh, that's funny. Oh anyway, man, uh, I mean, this <laughs> is like the time I ate that Mary Jane candy bar at the old lady's house when I was like seven, and my one of my baby teeth came out. Um, 
I did want to just say real quick, Chili's has been doing robots in uh, 61 restaurants. They've got something called Rita. Rita the robot. Um, I do like this better than the Japanese style robots I've seen because it is not a little nasty freak with a face like Pepper. It is just kind of like a, a like a trash can <laughs> that kind of drives around and has the, and has Hi, I'm Rita written on it. What do you think about Rita, Russ? What do I feel about Rita? Let me see. I don't know how I feel about Rita, but it doesn't have a face. You got to respect that. It's kind of like the Cura drink machine. This just looks like, and it's also like that it's got a table on top. Um, now, hold on. There's one other thing here. Um, there is something they're testing with Flytrex. Chili's is, is in um, North Carolina and Texas. I'm assuming this is some research triangle Raleigh shit. Um, they are flying drones around. Uh, they are flying drones around uh, to, for, for Chili's restaurants. Which, who's ordering to go Chili's? <laughs> People love Chili. I don't know. There's like a certain age demographic where Chili's is like high end. Like that's Friday night meal. That's they like, love those baby back ribs. Night, baby. They love the baby back ribs. Um, that's so strange. Um, hell pizza says pay us when you're dead. Strapped for cash. You can pay this pizza restaurant when you're dead. Um, New Zealand's hell pizza is providing customers the chance to pay for a pizza after they have died. In a nod to its name, the restaurant is offering the plan to 666 customers in New Zealand and another 666 in Australia. They will sign a legally binding contract that commits them to including the pizza invoice in their will for the, their estate to handle. It's one way of them potentially getting what, in essence, is a free pizza to start with, and then not really having to worry about the payment until much, much, much later when they pass away. Um, you could view this as buying your pizza on layaway. Um, mm. But, I mean, it is. I do like the idea of buying something and then making my loved ones pay for it after I'm dead. That is funny. That is a funny bit to do. Um, I mean, is this any... Maybe, is, does that, maybe it's a joke that just doesn't work in America. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's, the thing is that I think in America, every single place you go to, they're like, hey, do you want to use Klarna to get a bunch of micro loans, for, <laughs> micro loans to pay off your, uh, your MacBook cable uh, over the next four months or something? Um, so we're, we're used to doing uh, this kind of stuff anyway. Uh, maybe they don't do that as much in, in you know, Hobbit Town and New Zealand or whatever the fuck. Um, I, I mean, it's a nice promotion. I'm scared of hell pizza though. That seems uh, that seems a little scary. Why would they call your pizza, pizza hell? Oh, some of their restaurants' pizzas are named after the seven deadly sins. Is this like the movie Seven? <laughs> what's the Lust Pizza? Lust Deluxe. That's the number one on there. What's, in the, pop what's in the box, Pete? What's in the box, Alan? A damn pizza. The Lust. The Lust Deluxe. Hold on. Let me turn off my ad blocker so it'll let me open this fucking thing. Uh, oh, there's a scary skull on here. What the fuck? Holy shit. It won't let me view the menu until I save a store in some random province of fucking what? Australia. Let me view the... I want to see everything on the menu. Let me just see the... Fucking, I just want to see it. Oh, it's sold out. The Lust Deluxe and Purgatory are sold out. But from what I can see on the toppings, it's marinated steak, five pepper, pepper, five pepper, pepperoni, salami, ham, bacon, smoked chorizo, black pepper, and bayonnaise uh, sauce. Um, so I guess their interpretation of lust is a meat lover's pizza, which makes sense, I guess, because if you if you're if you're lusty, you are 
you are, you know. A lot of people do lust after meat, famously. Um, there is something also called anti-pizza on the menu. Um, like anti-pasta? Yeah, it's, but it is pasta. It's just normal pasta. Um, but they're named things like spirit, green demon, uh, chicken demon, chicken wings. That's not, lasagna, that's not special. Um, the, it looks like the wrath is like the spicy pizza. Purgatory is just mushroom. Is this veggie? Purgatory is veggie. Is that good? Uh, and also, how does it mean? That implies a lot. I don't. I don't think I like these. Oh, the creator. Oh, the creator. I like that they call your make your own pizza the creator. Uh, you're you get to be God when you make this pizza. That is hellish, though. That does seem demonic. That seems like something man cow would get mad about. You know, maybe they were wrong about Comet Ping Pong being the demonic pizza place. (laughs) It's in New Zealand. Can I go to the basement of? Let me. I need to go to the basement of Hell Pizza right now. Patriots, please. Um, I've got another weird pizza. We got a lot of weird pizza innovations and gimmicks this week, Russ. Um, this is a this is something from TikTok. Canadian TikToker EDM Munster. <laughs> like I guess like Excuse Eddie me. EDM Munster. So like I guess like Eddie Munster if he was into EDM. Um, posted a video of a pizza place that gives you a pizza to go necklace. Um. Where, where, what restaurant? They don't even tell me what fucking restaurant this is. This pizza place, uh, oh, is it, is this Tony Taco? It's, uh, it's a New Jersey pizza place called Tony Bologna's, I think. <laughs> a Canadian TikToker went to Tony Bologna's where again? In New Jersey, I guess. What, why? What? Alan, this is the most inscrutable. This is the most AI-generated story you've ever. Well, if you click, if, if you click the TikTok video, <laughs> if you click the TikTok video, it's just like a doo-wop song playing while somebody puts pizza into like a plastic triangle sleeve on a lanyard. What the fuck? And they give it to you on a lanyard. Um, it's like a little like like plastic pouch like a clear plastic pouch on a lanyard <laughs> and you could carry a slice around like it's a fucking like medallion on your neck it's so strange why would you do that why edm monster it's like uh you know how like japanese school kids wear the thing around their neck <laughs> or like uh you know what i'm talking about like the japanese kindergartners they wear that specific uniform they wear the big goofy hat yeah yeah they have the slice of their parents put the slice of pizza around their necks. Well, the, you know when so you were in college, on the way you know when you were in college, like every freshman had like their dorm keys on a lanyard because I think that's the first time they've had keys in their life or something. Right, right, right. It's like that. It's like that. Why do people love lanyards so much? I don't think I, I ever used lanyards. a lanyard. I just put my keys on a keychain like a normal person. I put the people keys like in my pocket, their, and then they have the the lanyard like popping out of their pocket. It's strange. Yeah, I love having something to, that makes it easier for my keys to get caught on something and dragged out of my pocket. It sounds like a great idea, guys. <laughs> you just want a wallet chain, but you're afraid you'll look too uh, poor by doing that. Just get a wallet yeah. chain. You're afraid you'll look too Same gauche. In- <laughs> it's funny that we live in a world where a company can lose $500 million for... Um, <laughs> for making you know, robot not pizza? Making the pe- trying to make the robot pizza so you can eat a pizza that's like five minutes old instead of 20 minutes. But mm. then you also have a pizza place that's like, here, eat this pizza hours later on a lanyard. <laughs> Look, wait, wait, what do people want? I don't know. Nobody knows. 
that is the beautiful thing about uh about capitalism and the american consumer is that uh this entire thing is just a weird system that's running on its own there's nobody in charge of it nobody knows what the consumer wants and the consumers don't even know what they want it's great we love it russ it's great (laughs) it's uh there's nobody at the wheel and everything's just going into the rocks just like fucking zume pizza and we love it we like it we like it we like that uh we like this Fuck having a planned economy. We need more Zume pizza. We need more Zume pizza, and we need you more remember lanyards. Remember when people got mad at the Cuban grocery store for having like two kinds of cereal? How like, dare look at the two they? Two kinds of cereal. <laughs> How dare they? I need twelve kinds of cereal, and I'm not going to buy any of them. I just like looking at them. I just, I just like, like knowing I can get any kind of cereal I want, whether it be the sugar kind or the less sugar I need kind. To, when I go to the grocery store, I need to have every single possible food item available to me in one place, even if I'm only going to eat less than 5% of those items over the <laughs> next 10 years. If I don't have that illusion of availability in my mind, I will think that I'm living in Soviet Russia and dying. It's true. <laughs> it's, it's fucked up. Um, this is, uh, it's so cool. I'm glad that we live in the consumer country, Russ. I'm so glad we live in a consumer country. There's so many options available on the menus, Russ. I mean, how many places could you go to in America right now where they have, like, two or three different promotional menu items tied to, like, different movies or celebrities? I think that's... It's and so that makes sick. the food taste better because I can res- I trust these people. I trust Spider-Man to, to have the best M- Miles Morales Whopper. I trust that this Whopper will make me think of the character I like and that I'll like it more. Um, we like it. Um, speaking of characters we like, Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic News Views, Reviews, and Tudes, some sad news, Russ. We talk about the consumer state, now let's talk about a fascist state. It's called Japan. It's called Japan, they have a 99% conviction rate there, uh, which means that this is definitely an unfair trial. Uh, Yuji Naka has been sentenced to two and a half years in prison for insider trading related to his time at publisher Square Enix. Um, he's concluded his third trial as of, uh, June 1st. And um, he must serve jail time along fines of 2.5 and 170 million yen. I don't know how much that is. 170, let me see. So 172 million yen. That is, uh, oh, shit. That's like $1.2 million. Oh, no. He's got to pay $1.2 million and go to jail for two and a half years. What the um, fuck? And of course, this is because he did it. <laughs> he did uh, insider trading because he knew the company that was going to make Dragon Quest Tact and Final Fantasy VII the first soldier. He knew it was going to be A Team. I think that Final Fantasy game doesn't exist anymore. I think it it's died. Gone. I think it died. Yeah, I think... it did die. They killed it. <laughs> so he he went to jail over a game that it turned out to be wrong. It just died on the vine, but he invested in them anyway. Or something like that. Um, Listen, you hear Fortnite meets Final Fantasy? You kidding me? It's going to be huge. Why, how is it not the biggest game on Earth right now? It, it, it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, like the, the scruples of the consumer are just completely unable to be read because of, because of how weird and, and you know, atomized our, 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 uh, our culture is. But who, who knows? Um, that's so sad. Um, well, I guess he is going to jail for two and a half years. Everybody on the bus to jail is going to be chanting Balan Wonder World! Balan now Wonder listen, World! Listen, listen, Al. Yes. Yuji Naka's going to go to prison. Going to uh-huh. read Sun Tzu's The Art of War. 
the 13 oh, rings. But uh, how many rings? Are, is it the nine rings? How many rings are there again? Well, are you talking about? Uh, are are you talking about Shang Chi or somebody else? Oh come on! <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that that strategy. It's a certain amount of rings. I mean, I mean, he would read. He would probably if he's reading Sun Tzu's Art of War. I assume he's reading Machiavelli's The Prince. It's the five rings. Oh my god! I five added, like, rings. So many- the five rings. Anyway, he's going to read the five rings. He's going to read the Art of War, Machiavelli and stuff. The next game that drops, it's gonna be his, I'm telling you, you masterpiece. You know, like, you know how, they, how they're like, uh, how like when a rapper's coming out, like Gucci Mane's getting out of jail. This next, <laughs> this next album's going to be so fucking sick. It's going to be uh, so fire, dude. Uh, that's, what, that's, what, that's what his next, Yuji Naka's he's gonna next game. He's going to get a game. teardrop. He's going to get a teardrop tattoo. God damn. I can't wait till he gets out of the can. That's gonna be so cool. Listen, the divorce album is always huge, and the prison album, post prison. Who sold him out? Project. By the way, who sold him out? Who sold Yuji Naka? Yeah, who sold him out? Dude, the di- I th- it's gotta be Izuka. What, who's a? Uh, I always forget his name. The guy did. The is Izuka designs. not a real slime? Is he not a real slime? Is he the gunna? <laughs> is he the gunna of Sega? Of Sega now? Is that what happened? I don't know, Al- I don't, Alan. I don't know. I always thought that Izuka was a real slime, but I guess he might not be. <laughs> I can't believe this. Um. Oh man. It, also, is Young Thug in jail yet? Oh, get yo. I he is. Know. I think he. I think he is still in jail. I guess. Oh, I know he was on trial and like and Gunna. Like I think sold him out basically. Uh, Gunna. Yeah. Fake friends. We live in the fake friends time period. It's all fake, dude. Yeah, I just don't, man. I think you know someone, and then they fuck you over. They fuck you over. It's just so sad. It's just so sad. Uh, the, the, and now, I, uh, what in canon in this in the Hogcast canon? Balan, what is Balan Wonderworld's child that Scott gave birth to again? Well, it, it was knights, but with like a top hat. <laughs> Seems kind of lazy. Could have thought of something better. Well, I mean, they did say that world peace is coming, motherfucker. So <laughs> that's true. Oh man. Instead of Young Stoner Life, it's going to be Young Sonic Life. Is uh, Yuji Naka's new label when he comes out? Oh man, that's that. Well, I guess in uh, we'll check in in two and a half years and see what see what the old man's up to. Do you think he's going to get ripped while he's in the can? Dude, he's going to come back and he's going to look like a damn beast. And he's going to take the <laughs> people are going to be throwing rocks a- at him like fucking Balan. He's going to be karate <laughs> chopping him out of the air like fucking Balan Wonderworld, man. <laughs> it's going to come true, all of it. I am the man who rages against the storm now. <laughs> he is. He and he's going to recruit us. Yeah, I would love. To, I would love to be a goon for Yuji Naka once he breaks out of <laughs> once he breaks out of jail and becomes like some sort of yakuza boss. It'll be sick. Um, also, that should be a plot line in the next yakuza game: <laughs> is that Kiryu has to break him out of jail. They're <laughs> both Sega games. They can make fun of that. It'd be fine. Yeah. Um. Do you think he's gonna? Do you think he's gonna come out and, and like? There's gonna uh, be. Some I don't new- play many of these games, but I'm starting to understand the appeal a little. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand this blue rodent, but I'm starting to get it a little bit. Uh, you know, I think some like maybe maybe there's different kinds of uh of uh of game Balan- designers. Maybe there's different kinds of Balan animal outfits for different kinds of people. <laughs> huh? Makes you think. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I feel like being a, a fox that can shoot fire, but maybe other times I want to be a frog that jumps real high. I want to be a fox that turns into a cube. <laughs> we love turning into a cube. Um, 
Speaking of things that are kind of like cubes, we talked about waffles earlier. Sonic unleashes waffle maker upon the masses, bringing it to major retailers. Now, you, I don't think we talked about this, but this was a Dave and Buster's prize earlier this year. Really? I, I, it's familiar. I thought it was like a, no, it was the toaster was the April Fool's prank. I have that toaster. You use any of it? No, I don't use toasters. (laughs) (laughs) However, okay. However, are you getting this? I will get this because this would be very, if I ever need to seduce a white woman who likes Sonic, um, this would be the best way to make like the, the, uh, uh, a Sonic themed breakfast. Cause I'm, I'm slowly co- collecting like the, uh, the, the corniest Sonic breakfast utensils of all time. I mean, I've got the Sonic pizza cutter. I have the Sonic, uh, if I get the Sonic waffle maker and the Sonic toaster, I could do like an entire like fucking Sonic themed breakfast for somebody and stuff. Amazing. Now, that would not be that special if it was just me taking a picture of it and showing it to all my dickhead friends. Nobody's going to be impressed. But the but a very specific type of corny white woman, I think, might be impressed. It's funny, uh, Alan, because we're very different mindsets, because I exclusively do things to take photos to impress no one on the internet, so. Now, you know, Nate, Russ, that's, that's I don't the, gr- the grind set, I guess. Maybe this I'm is off. The, this is the grind set. You got to find somebody who, you know, that picture of the white lady that's like, she put like a, a box of like frozen food on her head at the grocery store. And she's like, oh, I'm so random. Uh, or you know that need that for me. Some you know some people that don't like aren't just didn't have their their fucking uh, irony sen- sensors blown out of their head in like 2013 like we did. This is will be really funny to them because it'll just be a shock and they're like, wow, holy shit, I didn't even know that was possible. Um, you know, but but to somebody like us that has seen every single branded food item and tie-in and every single way that every brand has been milked to death. Um, this won't be that impressive, but somebody who with new eyes and to, exp- to experience this sonic waffle, beautiful the, new eyes, clear, to, clear as the clear to, as the sky itself to experience the sonic waffle maker through the eyes of like an art school white woman who is not online. That's the greatest gift I could imagine. <laughs> that's love. That's love. That's love, David. That's love, David. David, that's love. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of love, uh, people love this actress, Aubrey Plaza. She's being considered for a role in the Sonic 3 movie. Would she be impressed by the, would she be impressed by the Sonic Waffle Maker? Um, she's a stoner, so I think, uh. Wow. I think she's, a, she's I a think she's bit, a little bit more than that, thank you. She's a little bit of an epic random, uh, like. Si- oh, uh, Alan, please Sico. don't, come on. She's a little bit. Um, <laughs> due to the lack of, I like that Sonic Stadium went the exact, the exact same way that I did. Despite the lack of information, there is room for speculation here. If this ends up being true, odds are that Rouge the Bat would be a possibility, given the suggestion that the storyline, which we know nothing about, would follow that of Sonic Adventure 2 in some way. So they do think that she, Aubrey Plaza Rouge the Bat, have we guessed that at any point in time? No, no, no. no. I think I think I, we traditionally went with like Hollywood bombshells. So I think I said like Christina Hendricks from Mad Men would be Rouge the Bat. You are always going off about Hollywood bombshells though. Bob <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm always talking about barstool smoke shows of the week, Russ. <laughs> what if it, she was a cartoon bat, the most beautiful woman you knew? What? <laughs> Shocking. The most beautiful woman you know is a cartoon bat. <laughs> She's back in bat form. Uh, remember her from middle school? You won't believe what she looks like now. She's a cartoon bat. She's a cartoon bat. You're the 
America's biggest female star now, Cartoon Man. You know, it would be it would be less embarrassing for Jennifer Lawrence to be in that movie about the parents hiring her to fuck their their loser son. It would be less embarrassing for her to be Rouge the Bat if she wanted to swap or something. I think about that movie like, man, her stock really fell like a lot or something. Like she used to be like uh, she used to be Hunger Games, you know? Yeah, she used to she used to be like, I sacrificed myself as tribute. They'd be like, oh, I can we shoot for something better? (laughs) Yeah, Jenny Ortega instead. Yeah, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Do you think she might be, you know, she might be a good Blaze the Cat. Wow. Jenna Ortega (laughs) for Blaze the Cat. I've never seen a single second of Jenny Ortega's uh, acting, but you know. Okay, first of all, you should watch the movie uh, Pearl and X. Uh, Those are good movies. Um, But uh, she's, she's also in that. And now she's also in, of course, Wednesday. On Netflix, which if you like bullshit Sabrina um, Riverdale type shows, that's a fun time. Um, I do like that that <laughs> they did some in- interesting mythology of the Adams Family universe where it turns out like if you're goth in the Adams Family universe, you basically have superpowers and are like a mutant like X-Men. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah, so like it's revealed that like um, Morticia Adams has like a precognitive power. <laughs> Like, she can, like, touch things and remember, like, their history or, like, touch people and remember, like, their memories and stuff. You know what's uh, the funniest part about this all? Yeah. Is that Tim Burton, he made a movie based on a YA book, which was, like, goth X-Men. What was it called again? Um, oh, fuck. It, what was that movie called? It, it, Eva Green ran the school. So it was, like, goth X-Men. Miss Peregrine's Home for per- for Peculiar Children. Oh, yes. At one point, Tim Burton got obsessed with, like, making goth X-Men and then eventually just turned that into uh, the Adams Family show. Well, he wasn't involved with this. Or wait, was he? Was he involved with this one? Yeah, he was. He did Wednesday. That was his thing, I think. Uh... Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Uh, creative with a story. No, no, oh, no, oh, yeah, I forgot. He directed four of the episodes. Yeah, never mind. He did it. See, I'm not crazy. I, I wasn't sure what his involvement was. I didn't know if he was just like an executive producer or if he was just like, you know what I mean? He was like, a big creative guy on it. I swear to God. And it had the Danny they did, they did, they did get the Danny Elfman theme. Um, I mean, it is, it does feel in some, in a lot of ways, like a continuation of the, of the, of the, of the, of the fucking Adams Family movies from the nineties, which we all love. Um, I think those are good. Uh, Who directed those? Uh, Russ, are, are you an Adams Family or are you a uh, Munsters partisan? Adams Family, but that's I think if you're a '90s kid, you got to be Adams Family. It's just because of those movies, right? Because uh huh, yeah, yeah, and the I, pinball and, table and the though. Don't get me wrong, the Munsters pinball table very good. Yeah, the Munsters pin. I mean, I watched a lot of the Munsters on TV Land because my uncle and my grandma only watch like black and white sitcoms from 1950 and stuff. But I, but the movies and stuff was cool. Also, uh, that might be the ultimate that, that is like the iconic, uh, depiction of Gomez and Morticia Adams. I think in my mind is, is that film version. Um, it it is, uh, and it is also that defined relationship goals for an entire generation. Of course. Uh, with Raul Julia, uh, but they replaced, didn't they replace him in the Adams Family? No, as Adams Family reunion, they replaced him with with uh, Tim Curry for some reason. 
I think that's where they replaced most everybody. I think Daryl Hannah became Morticia at one point. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't Angelica Houston anymore. Um, But, you know, you should watch, you should at least watch, like, the first couple of episodes of the Wednesday show. Um, Because, okay, yeah, the first, okay, it's the first four. The first four are the ones that are Tim Burton directed. Um, And there is a monster in there that kind of looks like Large Marge. This is the one Latino uh, representation thing in popular culture that I will say, I'm down with it. This is good. This is good. Sorry, Talo Khan and Wakanda Forever. <laughs> Sorry, Blue Beetle. You aren't doing. <laughs> you aren't doing the. Uh, you aren't doing the whatever the Talo Khan. I'm not doing the. You're, I'm you're not doing, doing the, the Bukashka. What's it called again? The dance. I'm doing. I am doing the sword. The the sword <laughs> throwing dance or whatever the fuck. I am shooting. <laughs> I am shooting lightning out of my fingers like Uncle Fester and putting a light bulb in my mouth. The Mamushka, as we all know. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, you know, that makes sense. I do think that the Adams family is Latino coded because, as we all know, um, I mean, well, first of all, all these women are wearing black lipsticks. So, I mean, if you told me there were some sort of like goth Chicana ladies and stuff from like LA, I believe it. This Check. is like okay, yeah, I believe it. It's like okay, yeah, like I guess like maybe maybe they had like a chola phase at some point. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Sure, why not? <laughs> I've got I've got an interesting news story here. Um, there's a System Shock reboot coming or remake coming soon. Did you know that System Shock was originally pitched as Sonic the Hedgehog in space? No, what? The report in Rock Paper Shotgun tells the story of the game's creation through the voices of the developers. During his recolle- recollection, designer Austin Grossman states that the game's initial inspiration was none other than Sonic the Hedgehog. The first reference I heard to System Shock Project was somebody going, oh yeah, we're going to do Sonic the Hedgehog, but it's just, that's in space. That was the original concept. I don't know whose concept it was or why that sounded like a good idea to them. Um, and then they said, another one of the, uh, Warren Spector said, I don't have any memory of that at all. Even looking back, I don't see it. Weird. Um, at some point they dropped that. I think that might have been like the first guy's like, we got to do something like Sonic the Hedgehog in space. And everybody's like, well, hold, wait, hold on. Why don't we do something that's more like a Ridley Scott or like, uh, right type thing, like a, a horror thing. And they're like, oh, maybe we'll just do that instead. I guess like some, some guy came up with the idea of uh, Sonic in space and then they immediately dropped it and made the actual game. But it is fun to think about that. They're like, we need to do a game in space. Let's do Sonic the Hedgehog. Which eventually, you know, it's, it's funny because when did uh, Sonic Adventure 2 come out? Compared to systems. 2001, right? 2002 or well, see, I, I, I played 2003. Yeah, see, I played that. That's the one I wound up playing. It was Sonic Adventure 2 Battle on the GameCube. But uh, right. which is the uh, and when did System Shock come out? 94. Oh, really? Okay. System Shock's that old? That's fucked up. Um, that blows my mind. That is very old. Uh, yeah, that is strange. Why did they? What Sonic game were they were they doing were they thinking like was like was it gonna be like three D Sonic like Sonic CD? I feel like the Death on? Egg was on in space, so technically Sonic had been to space before. But I'm think they're thinking more of space as like a setting with its own set of rules or whatever. Yeah. Also, like, would that be Sonic in zero gravity? Is that what they're thinking about? Because at that point, he's just like a pinball moving around. Like, if there's no gravity, Sonic's not really he can't really run like he would normally do. Um. It's a real shame they didn't have a bio lizard in the game, is what I'm saying. If there was a bio lizard in System Shock, maybe I would have played it. Also, I like to think of a world where they did actually make it Sonic in space, 
And instead of getting all the prestige Bioshock games and stuff after this, we just got like a bunch of prestige Sonics after this, like a bunch of Sonic types. Well, every Sonic game is prestige in my eyes. Speaking of Sonic and something that comes up in a lot of prestige stuff, drugs. um, We've got a real life (laughs) Mellow B incident here. Sonic oh my empl- God. What the <laughs> Sonic fuck? employee arrested after cocaine found in customer's hot dog, what says police fuck? in New Mexico. <laughs> and this is a Breaking Bad thing that happened here. This is prestigious fuck, man. An employee of a Sonic drive-in in New Mexico was arrested after he lost his bag of cocaine that somehow ended up on a customer's hot dog. Um, Jeffrey David Salazar, 54, faces a felony charge for possession of a controlled substance. The Española uh, Police Department said in a press release, they said illegal narcotics were discovered in a Coney purchase at Sonic. It was inadvertently placed in the food as he was preparing the order. Um, a field test determined it was cocaine. What do you think the cop field test for that is? Do you think, like, they took a bite out of the hot dog? (laughs) (laughs) Or do you think, like, every time they see... Or do you think, like, I imagine, like, every time they see a bag of white powder, like, half the cops drop dead on the spot, like, right there, because they think it's fentanyl. And then, like, the other one's like, hold on, hold on, we gotta get to the lab. And they, like, they put on, like, (laughs) fucking... Never trust Hormel's again. I'm I'm fucked, dude. (laughs) I get get flashback to all the street scientists' fentanyl from the Sonic. Um, they, I, th- I imagine they put on like a full hazmat suit to like carry a little Ziploc baggie, uh, to the, to the lab. Um, right. The affidavit for the arrest warrant says Salazar was observed on female, on, on a video surveillance conducting what appeared to be a hand to hand transaction with a female employee. Uh, he then makes her food, uh, before frantically searching the area as if he lost something. Um, so it seems like, I guess he bought the, he was buying the Coke from somebody that he worked with. The cocaine, he's buying that, and then he, uh, and then he, he had a, he just had a classic mix-up, where he accidentally, uh, it's like, we know when you have your phone in your hand while you're, like, getting something out of the fridge, and then you accidentally put your phone in the fridge, or something like that, he accidentally just right. put, put some, put a bag of coke on somebody's, uh, chili dog. Now, I will say, Russ, I saw this news story when I was putting this together this morning, and I did go to Sonic for lunch. <laughs> I got a chili dog, <laughs> just to see if I... Just to see if you got that... <laughs> okay everybody i wasn't able to tell i've you know i don't know what's going on with alan i want you it second hand to message us how does does alan seem like they're on cocaine right now now hold on i have what's your energy what's alan's energy now russ you are the only one that came up with a good business idea this episode i'm afraid (laughs) and we all know the thing that cocaine does is make you come up with good business ideas uh you're attacking the power of juju ideas brilliant (laughs) i think that's gonna be the next big thing Mm, that's true that's true well, I didn't, you know, if they put cocaine in my, in my Coney dog, it wasn't in a bag form, um, unfortunately. Um, the Coney dog, pretty good, though. I haven't had a Coney in a while, so I saw the word Coney, and I'm like, hmm, Coney 2020, I gotta get one of these. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> did it make you start thinking about, did you eat the hot dog and start jerking off in, <laughs> on a street corner after watching the Lorax? <laughs> the, the Lorax part is my favorite thing about the Coney 2012, <laughs> man, is that he saw the Lorax, he's like... That's me. I'm the Lorax. <laughs> they know too they much. Know. And and Coney's the Onesler. How bad he be? <laughs> that was the Onesler movie. That is the movie. He saw the movie with the Onesler dancing around, and he thought, "This is Coney. This is the evil General Coney in Africa, and I've got to take him down." He's the Onesler. Ah, oh, so sick. I've got a toot this week, Russ. This is another. This is another Ken Pender's joint. I got a toot. 
I want you. I want you to tell me what Hathor looks like. Hathor. I will tell you this. Is it her like title, a, her title oh, is the her. Cat, her title is the Cat Queen. Uh, I'm picturing Hathor like Hathor the barbar, like a red Sonia, like a like a like a warrior woman, powerful. Interesting. Interesting. Like Hathor. Hathor. The cat Queen. What she kind of looks like is if um. Is if uh, old Deuteronomy was uh, was like Egyptian, I guess. Doctor Strange was like a Doctor Strange cape, <laughs> um, but she's like vaguely. Um, I don't know if she's supposed to be vaguely Egyptian or vaguely like a Mesoamerican, uh, yeah. like Aztec or something. But um, she's from the mysterious cat country, uh, who leads the 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 tribes of of cats there, which is of course. Part of South America, the continent uh, where Station Square and um, in the mysterious ruins from Sonic Adventure are from, the South American. I analog. guess that is very funny to think about. In the Sonic Adventure game, there was a train connecting Station Square to a <laughs> you could take American jungle. You could take a train from Washington D.C. to like Mexico City, I guess, if you wanted to. <laughs> and also, isn't Sonic fast? Wouldn't he just run there? We don't need to go into it. Look, he could run there, but he would be very tired when he got there, and he wanted to rest. Um, that's so strange. The Mystic Ruins, the Rocky Jungle Zone. That is... Why is Station Square there? Because Station Square also has, like, Cowboy Land in it, I think. Um, it's got Twinkle Park. Twinkle Park. We all, we all know Twinkle Park. Um, the, yeah. The theme part, the cu- is that a thing? And Has that ever happened in anime where, like, couples get in for free? Uh, no. I don't think couples get into free to, to things. Is that a... If they did... If they did couples get into free to, like, Disney, like, Tokyo Disney, they would... They would make no money. Because that's all that would go that day. Because none <laughs> of the... You sound pissed. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell? Why would they do that? It's a horrible fair. business idea. R slash no kids. <laughs> uh, see, that's the thing, is... Normally, there's people that are mad there because they, uh... They're like, I, I don't like seeing these kids at Disney World being annoying. But it would instead, this would be like, oh, fucking Riyaju's at my Disney World. I'm trying to see fucking uh, Tony Solaroni <laughs> and the Space Angels. And I had to see these well, people kissing. You can't see the Space Angels. You just can't see the Space Angels. You can hear the Space Angels, Russ. You can hear the Space Angels, but you can't see them. <laughs> you might be able to if you get a peek behind that curtain. Oh, uh, Alan, stop. Uh, I, I just want to see the Space Angels. I want, And you know what's weird? They're going to look like Padme. <laughs> Because she also looks like a space angel, if you yeah, remember. What, what was the planet of the angels that? I forget what the what the in canon explanation for that is. That they're like there's like a part of space where they see some sort of like they see like you know like like old sailors would would see like a mermaid and think it's a uh, and think it's a, a woman or see like a manatee and think it's a mermaid. They would see some sort of space oh, yeah, angels. Star Wars was it like a space manatee or something? Oh, the diatheme. Uh, the diatheme? They're wings, winged sentients who inhabited the moons of the planet Iego, living on the largest moon, Milius Prime. They had six wings and shining white skin. Here's the thing. I could see why, uh, I could see why he would confuse Padme for one of these. They kind of look like Padme if she had six wings. And like in like hair tentacles instead of hair. Yeah, okay, I could buy that. Uh, 
That's interesting. Oh, later, Skywalker and Obi-Wan would meet an angel during their mission to Diego, in which they liberated it from the laser after destroying the laser web defense station uh, left by the Separatists. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting, indeed. Um, so Hathor is the cat queen of the mysterious cat country, Pais Misterioso, the, which is just mysterious country. Very cool name, Ken Penders. Do they, do they go to the Magic High School Maho <laughs> once again? They go to Miss Peregrine School for wayward kids no, or whatever the fuck? I, I always think of J.R.R. Tolkien's name for the Japanese magic school. That's just like a... <laughs> Not J.R.R. Tolkien. Uh, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, sorry. Oh, you mean Mohokoto? <laughs> magic Koto. Place? Magic Place. Yes, of course. I'm always thinking sick. of the magic. So place. sick. So sick. Uh, and I'm always thinking of, of uh, Seamus O'Finnegan or whatever the fuck. The, kid, <laughs> the Irish kid that blows himself up. Uh, with like Looney Tunes style, like soot all over him uh, in potions class. Um, so uh, Queen Hathor and our people uh, were on verge of conflict with the Wolfpack Nation, who had resettled on their ancestral lands that the cats had claimed as their own. Um, both sides were shocked by the disappearance of the ancient Onyx, an art artifact sacred to their cultures. Soon afterward, Big the Cat, accompanied by Sonic, journeyed to mysterious Cat Country, where they were received coldly. Um, and Big revealed that they are also, what do they think about Big? Cause he doesn't look like the rest of the cat people. <laughs> he got, he got kicked out. Do they think like, you, it's like you ate too much fucking corn syrup in station square. <laughs> you're, you're, this is what happens when you eat nothing but like candy and slurpees. And this is like, this guy had too much seed oil. <laughs> That's what I'm going for. Yes. Yeah. This guy had too much seed oil. This is what happens when you eat nothing but soy and your tea levels drop so low, you turn into big the cat. <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. He is an exile, and I think Queen Hathor... Uh, she got exiled at one point? Uh, she was saved by the team fires, like Alita. As per her, or as per her cultural tradition, she only acts as queen while wearing her Doctor Strange cloak, but she generally retains an air of stateliness. She is decisive, somewhat stubborn, and quick to judge. And her tribe's xenophobic ways cause her to show extreme distrust and suspicion of outsiders, and disgust for those willing to associate with them. Um, this is the one thing that Ken Penders does a lot: is he has just like, what if we made a bunch of different races and they all hate each other? We have all these different animal countries and they all hate each other for like xenophobic reasons. Um. Big the cat's early life is not known. I've tried to see what this is, but he grew up in a shack in Mystic Ruins. So he like, he just like grew up on the outskirts of cat country, I guess. He's just like, just he's like a feral. fucking dude. He's just a weirdo. <laughs> he's like, he is like, they thought he was like an ill omen when he was born. So like, they, he's like an <laughs> omen from fucking Elden Ring. They like threw him in the, in the, in the cat sewer and they get him out of there. That is strange. Uh, Here's something interesting. There was, um, he was not going to, he was not featured prominently in the Worlds Collide event, um, which was where they had Mega Man collide with Sonic. Um, but there was a, uh, let's see, Mobius would terrorize. Uh, oh, Eggman envisioned him and Cream as, a, as a, among the residents of Mobius who he would terrorize with the Wily Egg after appropriating it from Dr. Wily. Um, he was in a short circuits panel at the very end of the comic where he was appeared as big man, a failed concept for the roboticized masters. Um, which of course we all remember the roboticized masters were roboticized woman, or which like were roboticized fucking comic. 
roboticized versions of all of Sonic's friends like Blaze Woman, Espio Man, Shadow Man, Vector Man, Rose Woman, Charmy Man, Knuckles Man. I guess it would and he would have been Big Man. He's a big man. Uh, that's cool. Um, I, I, the I don't know how. Big man, very strong. He fishes. The big handsome generals. He, this guy's from straight from big the cats from straight from central casting. <laughs> oh man! Now I gotta say, they got a picture of the younger queen in there. Va va voom! I think that's a smoke show to uh, uh, Barcelona smoke show of the week. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They drew her more like a sexy cat, like a sexy well, cat. Okay, lady. I get you. I get you. Uh, she looks more like um, what's the right way to? What's the right way? She looks like fucking Mineru from Tears of the Kingdom in this one. It's true. Uh, yeah, How, there's nobody's drawn sexy art of her. It's just drawn sexy art of Raru, who, by the way, is the most has the most snatched waist of all time. They they can't believe the first like king of Hyrule, this fucking weird furry alien, had like had like an impossible waist. And, like, crazy cum gutters. Is that who Link inherited his vagina bones from? Calm down. <laughs> Calm down. What's going on uh, here? What's going on here? on this one. Well, okay, Russ. One other thing. So, I, I just gotta say, Tears of the Kingdom is furry bait. The most furry bait that I think they've done since uh, Twilight Princess. Uh, but... Agree. What, what, do you think they've? Do you think there's been a more furry Link game? Or a Zelda game? I guess Twilight Princess. That's what I just said. Yeah. Um. Sorry, I was because he would turn into he would turn into a wolf. But now they've got sexy furries that hang out with them and are friends, and also their right. ancestors. Like ten. Like th- these are the crudes for the Link people, basically. People went pretty nuts though on a uh, SF or I'm sorry. Why why am in total space case mode? I'm sorry, Alan. I think I'm worried about my teeth. <laughs> this that fucking big hunk fucked you up. It really has. Like my mental capacity has like dropped thirty percent. <laughs> oh, this fuck. big hunk it bimbo-fied me but in a not a good way yeah, yeah you dropped the book you were holding when, when you it, bit into that really candy did. book this fucked me up dude I can't believe I broke my tooth on the podcast <laughs> now okay it was a tooth that got broken when I was a kid oh, you I got broke punched a in the face by uh, Kevin Looper in 8th grade was he a fucking looper? I got punched in the face by a looper fuck and uh and uh, he broke my tooth back then, and I uh, I never had the f- anyway, and I got like a fake half of my tooth. Uh, so yeah, I'm like I'm like I don't know. What the fuck? This is fucking me up. I'm sorry, Alan. We should wrap up this podcast. We should wrap my, this up so you can my go mental. Get, like, my, yeah. Anyway, we uh, for well, you, you can you can rest assured that after Kevin Looper punched you, uh, Bruce Willis did have to come and kill him after that after his job was it's done. True. Sorry, you had to go back in the weird little oven or whatever that they, they used to time travel in that movie. Um, oh, man. Uh, Russ, I, I guess we'll end it with plug. Is there anything you want to plug? Is there anything you've been Check enjoying? Check out Gunbuster on Blu-ray, everybody. Just I, I've, tor- I've torrented that while we were on the podcast. As soon as you mentioned Gunbuster, I'm going to watch that shit. There's like five or six OVAs, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't awesome. watch the movie. I got yelled at the other day by people on a Discord for only like... I watched the movie back in the day, and the OVA is really different. All they got—they were mean to me about it. You fucking idiot! You, know, you watched the movies, not the OVA. You need to watch the thing that's Listen. kind of like a movie, but not really a movie. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Uh, so yeah, how dare you not look at the the year, the year date, and the Listen, file that you grabbed off Nia? I they put out the Blu-ray, and it had the movie on it, and that's what my sister had. 
Please forgive me. You should do your Bill Cravey voice more whenever people give you a hard time, Russ. I think they'd probably they'd probably let up and you wouldn't have got punched. Please forgive me. <laughs> I'm just a little guy. I don't know anything. I, I don't know jack was... shit. I'm so stupid. You're lucky you're lucky the Discord server didn't punch your your other teeth out. <laughs> for 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 accidentally doing the wrong gunbuster. Um I'm gonna. Uh, I gotta say, Shin Common Rider. Go see that movie. And on the one other day, if we get this up before the one last day, you can see it in America. Um, they really. I wish they did like a, a broader theatrical release instead of doing this as like a Fathom event or whatever the fuck. But people love the Fathom events. They're so convenient and well paced, and people know when they happen, and then don't always go. What way was that? I will say, they started this at exactly seven o'clock. I, there was no previews, nothing. So I was, I was kind of cutting it short on time. I got to the theater, sat down in my seat, like put up my, my leg rest and immediately the Toei, uh, like waves crashing on the rocks or the thing happened or whatever the fuck. Or is that Toho? Yeah. I, I think it crowded. That, uh, it was actually kind of packed. Yeah. Like it was, it was yeah, full of, crazy. it was full of anime people laughing at the serious scenes and whenever things look cheesy or whatever the fuck. Um, and I did want, I did want to, uh, to, to turn into fucking, uh, to turn into fucking Don Momotaro and shoot them with the gun. But I, <laughs> I, I couldn't. You were above humanity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes, that is true. I felt like, I felt like I was going to, uh, I was going to turn into some sort of uh, live action, uh, villain in a monster suit. I was going to turn into, I was going to turn into maybe like the ninja guy from, uh, the guy who loves ninjutsu too much in Don brothers or the guy who becomes a wizard. The same guy. Yeah. I think about that guy a lot. He's cool. I, I is he a guy? guy? Is he a famous actor? I don't think so. I don't know. But there's also things that in Don Brothers. Like, remember the guy who had, like, Robbie Rotten hair? <laughs> like, and did, like, he, like, mugged at the camera? He's, like, a reference to some kind of guy, but I don't know who he is. In, wait, did you finish Don Brothers? I still have never finished Don Brothers. <gasps> I'm sorry, everyone. Ross, I know. that is my plug to you. Finish Don Brothers. It's crazy You're good. You're going to plug a knife into my side at this point. I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna fucking plug this uh this little uh this little gear into my gun and then hit it real quick while it goes yo and then I and then a big peach falls out of nowhere on your hand. Oh no! Don't say that, Alan. Please. A big, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with a fucking galactic peach if you don't go fucking see this thing. Um, I I I, I so much happens in that show, but I think they turn into the CGI. Uh, the, the CGI, uh, you know, big, uh, big Megazord or whatever. And they do like a football kick on a bad guy at one point. I think, I think like they did like, they do like a, they, they like punt a guy like a football in, in one of these fights. It's sick. Uh, good ass show. Don brothers. It was crazy good every week for like a year. And now it's Never gone. Stopped. And no, I didn't cut. And nobody told me that King Kai, uh, King king ogre or whatever the fuck uh is any good so i nobody told me it was crazy good so i just so had this watched guy it. the guy who played the ninja guy he's nobody he's just showed up off the street one day he's a, he <laughs> should be a, my my pitch you know you can do whatever you can bring back you know past sentai you know heroes or whatever that's fine okay fine bring back that guy for every super sentai show going forward he needs to be like the monster of the week that they fight five times over i just want to see more of his his story continuing like the next one's like he moves. He's like, oh, me and my mom moved after I turned into after I turned into a monster five times. We're finally settling down here. Oh no, I turned into a different kind of monster this week. That's what I want to see happen. I miss that guy. Um, 
Also, I don't I don't know what the monsters of the week are on this new uh Super Sentai show. Are they people that just like get mad about getting owned and and playing a Souls? Remember the one guy who got mad that he his Twitch chat made fun of him for dying in a Souls game? <laughs> he started and he turned into a monster and started zapping people. Right. That kind of I I need does that happen on this new Sen, Super Sentai thing? Does that happen? I'll watch it if it does. I don't know. Does anybody get cucked by like a dog man? I'll watch it if it does. I'm sure it's just a kids show. And we're both gonna cry. We'll both cry. We're both cry. Does does any of do any of the do, do any of the Rangers have like a realistic panic attack? <laughs> I don't think they care about that yet, in Japan. So I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. I don't think anybody in the Don Brothers is capable of having a panic attack ever, except for the pink one who's always on the verge of like having a panic attack, but he's really just having like a psychotic break and murdering people or trying to. It's like, he's on the, he, he's like perfect. He's plateaus at one level of nervous. He's like 60% nervousness. And then the second anything with his wife is involved, it jumps 120%. (laughs) It goes insane. Yeah. He just loses his fucking mind. Uh, he kind of like exists on like the same level of like nervousness as like a succession character where he's like, oh fuck, fuck, I really fucked up. Something bad's going on here. Uh, but then like somebody mentions his wife, he's like, I need to kill everybody driving a car <laughs> in the net in like a fifty mile radius because my wife almost got hit by a car and I cannot right. let this stand. Um, what I'm saying is that uh, Jeremy Strong should be the Red Ranger in uh, the next Power Power Rangers. Uh, so you're US like, you're movie. telling me that you're, you're fucking telling me that there's B-Stars, B-Stores that are t- attacking. Okay. Now, if there's, now if there's B-Stars, that's a different, that's a different thing. Uh, you know, did you ever, did you ever finish B-Stars? No, I never, I've never watched or read. I read B-Stars and, uh, it, it kind of ended, it's one of those things that like ended a little bit faster than I was expecting. I was kind of hoping it would have more because I really just like the world building of that, but it eventually just kind of turned into him like using like his hybrid Komodo dragon powers to like fight like a like an antelope leopard man, uh, which was pretty cool. But like it it wasn't uh, they went into like I think like so that that's made by the the Baki guy's daughter, right? Right. But, it kind of turned into like Baki fights at the end, which is weird. <laughs> That's cool. And I was just kind of expecting like more like rabbit wolf romance and like this, the rules of this Zootopia world. But at some point it did turn into like, there's a part in there where he does like image training and like viewing his like spirit self or something. And like, he does that by imagining like a hybrid wolf rabbit that would be like his future child. And that's like his, his stand, like that's like his stand or something. Kind That's of cool, kind of. But then there's also wacky stuff happens. Like they make him like cross dress as a lady wolf, and then he has to fight somebody wearing heels or something like that. Some cool stuff happens in that comic. Um, oh, Komodo Dragon Venom does not work like they show it does, though. I think he uses Komodo Dragon be- Venom to like melt the foundation of a building at one point. That's not how. That I don't. I don't that know ain't that how is. it works. That's not how. That, doc, call Doctor Stone in here. This is not how it works. <laughs> That's not how that shit works. Uh, well, anyway, Russ, I guess, uh, until next time, until you get your tooth fixed, uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. these candy bars, Russ, never, like the big hunk ruined my day. Never let <laughs> anybody say, really, like, never let anybody say that we've not sacrificed for this podcast. <laughs> I really am sitting here like, damn dude, did I ruin the podcast? Uh, that's fine. No, we're laughing and smiling now. 
we're we look, Russ. I mean, what's another hundred dollars of the of the money we flushed down the toilet for this show? <laughs> yeah, it's true. And you know what? That's just what we do for the fans. Independent. We review do. it on review it on iTunes. Review it on iTunes and say there is no other podcasters who would lose lose parts of their body <laughs> for their for the goddamn Sacrifice show. Sacrifice so much of themselves. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I'd give up a tooth. Uh, if it meant I could get the chicken bacon carbonara back, you better believe it. <laughs> you bring it back, baby. Is that what, what the podcast is? Is just to bring it back at this point? If the if they bring back the chicken bacon carbonara, we might have to end the show. <laughs> we might try it. And like, it's good, <laughs> and then that's the last episode. We'll we'll just like repeat the same episode over and over, just letting people. It's still good, baby. Keep if it's like, a permanent, around. if it's if if look if there if there is ever a time in the future, and this is almost certainly never going to happen because of supply chain issues, but if there is ever a time in the future where the Mexican pizza and the chicken bacon carbonara both become permanent menu items at the same time, we will just be eating those every single episode. And we'll have nothing to talk about anymore. <laughs> this is like there's nothing. All, every there's uh, Alexander wept for there are no more lands to conquer. <laughs> We've got our perfect pies. Nobody can tell us otherwise. Oh, what, but what a what a what a dream of a future to strive for, Russ. <laughs> you know uh, who's the fuck? Oh, I always forget his name. The uh, hyper normalization guy. What's his name again? Oh, f- Adam Curtis. Adam Curtis. He's always saying we can't imagine a more, better future, but I think we just did. Adam Curtis. Uh, I can't get you out of my head. Yeah, I can't get the <laughs> fucking <laughs> chicken bacon carbonara out of my damn head. Well, until next time, folks, maybe the chicken bacon carbonara will be back in the next episode. Who knows? Uh, Live and learn. Live and learn. Live and learn.